0: this the Day Zero update for May 3rd 2020. I'm Felipe Genova. I'm Patrick Mifflin.
1: I'm Brandon Perkins.
2: I'm Chris Logie.
0: And I'm Lee Lamb. We're starting out May Streets of Rage 4 is out. We've a lot of us have been playing it. It's really good, I- guys. Uh mm-hmm. no joke. So, uh I'm going to hold off discussion on that one until a little later in the show because we're going to deep dive into it. Uh, it'll probably oh, go yes. into discussion of, like, well, the series in general and where it might go in the future and stuff like that. Uh, but before we get to that, well, we've got some stuff to uh, get a, get through. Uh, first of all, uh, since it is a new month, we've got new freebies uh, from mm-hmm. both Microsoft and Sony. Uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, um, this month you'll get City Skylights. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! That's actually a really yeah, uh, good game. Really yeah. good game. Yeah, I feel like a city building, that's actually one of the better ones out there. Um yep. or on the other end of the Works spectrum. Well consoles too. Yeah. Uh, or on the other end of the spectrum you can get farming simulator nineteen. Yeah, which is also good. Which is also very good.
2: <laughs> these these two games are kind of perfect for this time frame because they're both chill games. Well, unless you suck at cities, skylines mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you just run into lots of problems. Uh other these are kind of games you can just kind of chill with yeah just kind of put some music on just chill or put netflix on or whatever
0: yeah unless very uh, good for that unless your day job is farming in which case you probably don't want to play that game because you do it every day yeah because then you already got an ass full of it yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it might not be much of a diversion for you
2: well this is a version of farming where you're not having to throw away all your produce (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's a market still for
0: yeah uh the things in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, you can also play for, basketball. Uh, yeah, another thing. Uh so that's the PS4 to uh you know decent little games for the for the month. Um I kinda really wish they'd expand that to three, but Sony doesn't seem to be too uh enthused about doing that. Uh maybe uh when PS five comes out you're gonna get both, you know, PS4 and PS5 games like they did when the PS yeah. was a thing. So that might be something.
3: Uh, yeah. Generational overlap seems to be um, fertile ground for that sort of thing with Sony.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah,
5: it's pretty inevitable at this point, I think, too. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. there's other other side uh, on the Xbox front. Uh, it's right now available as VRLE four, um, which actually isn't too bad. So, if you want to go, mm-hmm.
2: shot. as so the weird thing about all the all these games we're talking about are all European ass games. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The European
2: and Microsoft went. All in on this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think V-Rally's an Australian racing series.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: like, I got a code for one of these games back on the PS3, and it's like, this is some weird-ass shit.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah.
0: So uh, if that's not your thing, well, you'll, you can also get uh, Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr. Because Yeah, the- they... That, a,
5: that, sounds like very, that sounds like a very Japanese-ass name. It's yeah.
0: Warhammer forty thousand
2: right. colon Inquisitor dash Martyr. Yeah, yeah. Just like so,
3: uh, no, it's very Warhammer forty k. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it's supposed to be a Diablo-style action RPG. Yeah. So
0: there's
2: and that. If you want to spend a ton of money on this game, they
1: got Lots DLC. of
0: microtransactions. For- mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but because it's of, War- because
1: of Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, because Warhammer. Yeah. yeah. It's. It's Warhammer. Like, it is one of those hobbies where people are willing to basically go massively into debt,
3: yes. mortgage their house, mm-hmm.
1: sell the kids into slavery. Yeah, yeah. which yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, you got a couple of three sixty games as well. Uh, you got the sensible world of soccer,
2: yeah, which yes. nobody on this side of the. The Atlantic knows what this is.
0: Nope. It's
2: like a 2D soccer game that's like a classic in the UK and the rest of Europe, and
0: yeah.
2: nobody over here can penetrate it because it doesn't <laughs> make any make sense.
4: Yeah. Nope.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, now people will be able to get a look at that and figure out either um, why it was so good or wonder why they just got gypped of a title. We don't know how that's going to go, but.
2: What's going on with these crazy Brits
0: yeah mm. and then finally you got uh codemasters uh, overlord two uh which is a pretty good game, so yeah yeah let so I uh, like something uh, with uh, a hint of Pikmin in it um yeah, there you go mm-hmm.
4: um yeah.
0: uh, I only have the
3: um the cover art of this game to work on, and it just screams um early to mid nineties p c game
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite that. It's uh, kind of a, it's more of an r- action RPG, but with a little bit of strategy elements because you got minions to deal with. That's yeah, some it's, kind of like gremlins humor to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty little decent game. And, Sounds like having children. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. You can see what uh, what is like two thousand eight ass game uh, was like two thousand
0: nine. Yeah. So well, there we go. So that's our freebies for the month of May. And uh, retail I, so games
2: are 3.83 gigabits in size, yeah. not 200 gigs. gigs.
0: Efficient. <laughs>
5: uh, the old 2009s. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, anyways.
4: Uh,
0: so uh, those are what you can play today. Uh, and some of those, like the Xbox uh, stuff, they you know, get released over the course of the month because I don't know why. Uh, And the PS Plus games, I think, go live next week. So, yeah, wait for that. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, which is next week. Well, this week. This week. Yeah, not next week. Um, Time's not moving that that fast, Phil. uh, Is is a concept that uh, is starting to elude me at this point?
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah, We we, understandable.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, anyways.
3: Yeah, at work I've had a very hard time... Uh, Remembering to set my follow up to May instead of April. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: so Uh,
5: so we'll get to. I have not had that problem.
0: No, (laughs) No, you have a schedule that you have to keep. So that's yeah. My
5: my job has kept me on schedule, and still have the kids and the dog, or the kid and the dog. So yeah, trust me, I know when it's motherfucking Saturday.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so. All right, so let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, I'm actually just going to forego mine, because one of the titles I've been playing is PC Building Simulator, and the other one is our topic for the discussions, Streets of Rage 4. Um, so I'm just going to kick over to Pat, because that's what we're going to do.
3: Okay, so I'll be surprised if anyone here has even heard of the first game I'm going to be talking about. It's called Bonds of the Skies. Mm. And the
2: chem-core gist RPG. of this... What? It was a Chemcar RPG
3: Yes, um, Chemco has quietly released, uh.
2: About a thousand of these kinds of games? Yeah,
3: um, these are games that could have been made on the Super NES, but, um, they are perfectly serviceable JRPGs if, um, if you need something to cleanse your palate between extremely, um, deep and involved games, um, which is pretty much what I'm buying them for because they are still good RPGs and they're priced at $15 a piece and go on sale all the fucking time. Uh, So when they do go on sale, I try to grab a few of them just, um, just for the purpose of when I need one of those palate cleanser games. And now is such a time um, because, the final fantasy seven remake has maybe by virtue of spoilers, um, gotten me to possibly come around on it. So I'm not sure if this is the week to really, um, go into great detail on that. Yeah. But, I have
5: not played it. I want no spoilers.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, but basically, um, something happens at the end that effectively makes me say, okay, I ha- we have no dilemma here. Oh. I I am not mad at this game now. Hmm. So um, that's kind of why um, I'm not as spoiler adverse because sometimes you get a situation like this where a game where I had all but turned my back and held up my middle fingers on it, Um, now becomes something I can sink my teeth into. Um, So probably more on that in the future after Lee finishes it up. Hmm. Um, But other than that, I've been going through my playthrough of the Doom series, and I'm about halfway through Doom 2 now. And they really developed a taste for verticality in their level design Sometime between Doom and Doom Two, because my God, do some of these um, some of these levels go upstairs?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, wasn't that wasn't that right around the time when like guys American guys like American McGee got into the team?
0: Yeah, American McGee uh, no, and Sandy were, of hell. were both there uh, mm-hmm. at the time, and uh, that was also the time where Romero was doing less and less. Uh, yeah. So, uh American and Samuel Well, I mean, were he was doing less away. and
1: less beca- he was doing less and less at the time wasn't it because uh he was uh doing work on what was eventually going to be Quake and also was working with Raven software on uh what was it Hex? Uh
0: that were uh, at the time like, yeah, it was uh, there were kind of three projects that uh he was kind of shepherding. One was Heretic. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Hexen would come a little bit later after Doom 2, uh, yeah, that was, Strife. C- was another yeah, one. Yeah, cause it
5: was, Heretic was first, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. 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 And the other one was Strife. Uh, yeah. the third of the projects that, uh, they were, that Romero was kind of shepherding kind of got canceled. So mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't end up happening. Uh, but Quake, uh, that, that game's development cycle was, uh, kind of
1: hellish. So well, yeah, I, a lot of I, people don't told- know this. A lot of people so don't Romero was
5: going to make us his bitch. Did
0: that ever happen? No, that never happened.
1: No, that never happened. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Quake actually started out as an RPG, mm-hmm. um, which is why there's so many medieval elements in the enemy design when you start out. Uh, because about, I don't know, a good quarter of the way through, uh, John Carmack suddenly said, hey, we're making another first-person shooter. And Romero's like, dude, you've been telling me to like do shit for an RPG. What gifts? <laughs>
0: Yes. It was um tumultuous to say the least. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so that was why the levels in Doom 2 are uh as they are. There's there was a whole, you know, fresh take on things. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you playing those on, Pat? PC? Yes,
3: 4 Okay. Hmm. Uh yeah, that's pretty much been my week.
1: Also fun fact, uh if you've got Doom Eternal, uh you can actually unlock and play both of those games in that game.
5: Hmm. Nice. What you just have to beat it?
1: Uh no. Uh well, with Doom with uh Doom 2, there's just like a <sighs> Okay. <laughs> so, quick little thing. Uh in Doom Eternal, uh the Doom Slayer has a sort of hub that's like a fortress. That has, like, where he collects all his gear and stuff. And one of them is, like, his... One of the rooms in there is, like, his man cave. Where you can, like, collect... All, where you can, like, look at all the collectibles and stuff you get. And all the weapons he's collected. And he has a PC in there that you can get on. And...
3: Of course.
1: Yeah, and there's... And it's, like, an old-school PC, too, with, like, floppy disks and shit. <laughs> um, And you can have two files on that pc uh one is you is the original doom and you have to actually you have to get all of the uh, uh electric batteries and to find and collect all the electric batteries in there to unlock that and the other one is password protected but they actually give you the password in the uh in the room if you know where to look for it yeah and then you can play both of those games on that P- on his pc hmm you can now actually play Doom inside of Doom
3: yeah Doom runs Doom Doomception
0: so um, that was that
4: yeah
1: okay uh, as for me uh, I am not playing Streets of Rage (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, not any particular reason why it's just you know I've been busy I've got other shit to do Mm -hmm and other things to play, and, you know, I'm trying to keep money, because, you know, money's kind of tight at the moment. Mm. Um, but uh, I have been playing Red Dead 2. For those who don't know, uh, I think it was through April, Red Dead Redemption 2, the complete edition, was actually on sale for $40. Mm. And so I went ahead and got that, and I finished uh, the main the uh, the story for that, um, most of that game story, of course, you're playing Arthur Morgan, but during the epilogue, you play John Marston a few years down the line. Um, and uh, it basically is telling you like, how exactly he went from being a complete dumbass that Arthur had to get out of a jam every time to becoming a fairly successful farmer. And the, that's what the epilogue tells you. Uh, but um, yeah, that game is still so much fun. Um, and I've also been playing some of the online uh, component as well, and I completely suck at it because just, just – you can play that game technically either with or without online interference. But the problem is that if you want to actually like do any missions outside of your camp, you have to go and allow other people into the game. And that's annoying, because people are assholes. Because all
3: those <laughs> other people, yep.
1: Yeah. Um. They will just randomly decide to shoot you, just because you're there. Or, you know, you're trying to go on to a mission, and you gotta form up a posse, and then before the mission starts, they all just straight-up abandon you. So you got, like, a good 50-50 chance of just straight-up not being able to start the mission.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So... Basically historically accurate then.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh, yeah. And People uh other that, I,
0: an online
3: game, what who could have guessed that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and other than that, I've also been playing the remaster of the Valkyria Chronicles. Mm. Still a great game. Still hard as hell. Mm. Um but shit. Mm. Um and uh that's what I've uh, that's what I've been doing. So Chris, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I streamed uh,
2: Streets of Rage 4 yesterday and just got really fucking pissed at it. Mm-hmm. It's borderline broken on PC Game Pass for me. Uh after every time I beat a stage, it just disconnected my controller. <laughs> but let me use it again.
5: Yeah, there's uh, something about the version that came out on Game Pass for PC and for Xbox where, like, it's stripped down. It doesn't even have the options that the PS4... Uh, or the Switch have, or the regular PC
0: version. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. by a different studio for some reason. Yeah,
5: what the mm. fuck? Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's
2: it was a very frustrating game to play. Uh, the game itself's fine, but that was just super annoying. Especially when I first started it, uh, it seemed like I was going to use my DualShock Four, and then was acting weird, wasn't recognizing it. And then I, was like okay, maybe I have to turn on DS4 Windows. Did that, and then started getting double inputs, which means you don't actually need it. And I turned it off again. And it's like, alright, it's working now. I just starts doing that shit of uh every time I beat a stage, just disconnect the controller wouldn't let me unplug it, replug it in to get it synced up again or whatever, and just throwing a fit until I put a different one on. And it worked for another stage. I just did it for three stages. Uh Swapped through two DualShock 4s, and then my new 8 uh, SN30 Pro Plus, uh, which eventually got working because you have to load up the, the PC software they have for that controller that to turn it into in, uh, X input mode uh, for that. So it worked, and then did it again after that stage, but then I was able to kind of finagle with that Ultimate software again to get it working again, so... It seemed to stop work, uh, stop being an issue after that, but still, that first three stages was very annoying. And also with the the DualShock Four, it didn't seem like it could register diagonals on the D pad anymore. Mm. So if I was, you know, moving down, wanted to, you know, just swoop over to the right or left, the character would just stop until it was all the way on the right or left on the <laughs> D pad. It's like this feels terrible to control on the D pad. Yeah, that's broken. That's mm. But with the the SN30 Pro Plus that wasn't an issue anymore. I was like, okay, I don't, there's no consistency with this fucking game on how any of this shit works. It was just one of the most frustrating games i played on PC in recent memory, uh, outside of, uh, and on game pass is was uh, Metro Exodus. Was the other one I had a lot of issues with because it would just randomly decide, uh, to shift the, the window, uh, down to the right. Yeah.
4: I think uh, Cause it doesn't have windowed. Here.
2: It doesn't have window, uh, Windowed or uh, full screen support? Any options? It just the game just decides. uh, oh, we're not going to let you play this right now. Yeah. So, so we love this
3: game collectively, but categorically, fuck that version in particular.
0: Yeah, yeah, just forget that version. Uh, I mean, if you're playing it on Xbox One, it's fine um, because yeah. you don't run into that issue. But the PC version on Game Pass is just broken.
2: I don't know how there's, it got out. Yeah, I mean, in there's the some state, people that can't even get good. it to launch. Yeah,
4: I've yeah, seen I, that too. Yeah,
5: Digital Foundry had some issue where it would just hit a screen and then stop. Yeah. And uh yeah. I mean I had no thankfully I had no issues with the uh Xbox version, obviously. Hmm. No. yeah. But yeah, um, uh I, it is.
2: I even put out a review on the, the the PC Game Pass app. That took three times to get it in. <laughs> it's just like, oh, lost of servers. Like, how the fuck do you lose the servers? And I had uh rewrite it hmm. three times then I put it in
4: because
2: mm. at least then there'll be something on there and it's sitting at like a 4.7. I'm like, what fucking game are you playing, people? <laughs> Cause it doesn't seem like very many people are having great time on this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, for other games, uh, I've been playing, I played a bit more of FF seven remake, uh, cut to chapter five. I think it was where, uh, Had more run-ins with the motorcycle dude who's doing uh, anime shit out the ass uh, (laughs) through that fight so you get after it. Uh, Shit that's like, why can't Cloud do this shit? Uh, He's just taking out enemies with his bike like nothing. Um, But yeah, still going to keep playing it, just haven't had tons of time to put into that. Uh, Played some more Gears Tactics, which is pretty cool. Um... I guess that game's not actually on Xbox yet, uh, for some reason. Uh, Even though I've had devs telling me, like, oh, it's come to Xbox, all this, and it's like, uh, even though I kept seeing on all their trailers just the PC, the Windows 10 logo, and not uh, Xbox. So I guess it's for a reason, because it's not done yet on the Xbox. But uh, the PC version's pretty good. Uh, It very much feels like. XCOM without the randomization stuff in it, I guess. Uh, this, the, the, the levels seem to be pretty much set in stone. Uh, you do get some filler people, uh, into your squad before they throw in actual story characters. Uh, cause initially you start with like two guys. Uh, and I believe you're supposed to get up to a full crew of four and Cole's going to be one of them coming up here in a couple of, uh, chapters, but it works pretty well. Uh, It's actually one of the the best PC games I've seen for dual monitor support, because it doesn't require me to set any specific, like, windowed or borderless window setting or anything. I can just move it back and forth between my monitors, go do some stuff on the, like, when I'm looking on the browser or something. I move back over to the game, it doesn't freak out, doesn't uh, do anything that other weird PC games will do, if you dare to try to do anything but play it (laughs) uh, while it's running. So... That's one of the things I most appreciate about that game, and uh, I've been playing more Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Uh, Yeah, I got my third room and trying to figure out what to do with it because I just don't have enough stuff to have like a theme for most of these rooms yet. Uh, This one I just kind of have some musical stuff in it, though. Initially, the way the room looked uh, before I started putting much in it uh, looked like a casting couch room because it was a white floor leather black leather chair sitting up against the wall and there was nothing else. I was like, uh I need to put more stuff in here before this looks like a creepy room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh that's been kind of it for the most part. Uh think about some stuff to stream tonight. Uh if you're up for it, Phil to do a Atari vault stream, we can talk about this. All these shitty Artara games they released.
0: Yeah. I'll probably do that.
2: Alright, so I'll check in with you in a little bit after the stream. All right. How about you,
5: Lee? Uh actually I've been I had a been able to game quite a bit, which is unusual. Um obviously Streets Rage four. Um I played that with the family and uh doing three player and it was so fucking awesome. Uh, uh-huh. and you know, really really looking forward to going back and just playing that with them. Um did my first playthrough, I switched between Adam and, um, was it Axel? Whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. And uh, and then this second time around that I played with the family, I went with Cherry. And she's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I really, really like that character. I would just combos out the ass. Um, so I've been doing that. I managed to get a hold of a uh, translated version on the Vita. Um, is there a fan translation of uh, Trails in the Sky FC Evo. Nice. Um, so, I'm playing through that because I can also play. Um, I've already got the translation patch and everything for uh, SC and uh, Third. These games were only released in Japan on the on, uh, Vita, but they're just basically remasters. Um, and the funny part is, is, in terms of remasters, they l- really just look just like the PC versions. Um, so, just a. Well, it's is just that completely
3: new up- artwork because Kadokawa handled the. Yeah. Like they've got,
5: yeah, they've got animated portraits. It's fully voiced. Um, so that part is cool. Um, but, uh, there's DLC for it to get the original music, which is much better. The rearranged music is fucking terrible. Um, so I've just been playing that and, you know, uh, kind of just, you know, starts and stops just between everything else that, that I've been doing. Um, I have been over since I, last time I was on the show, I fired up, uh, assassin's creed odyssey and i think over the course of like a month and a half i've probably got about 50 hours into it mm-hmm. uh, really enjoying that the uh although i'm at the point where it's kind of like you know you, you just it's kind of getting samey so i'm trying to you know rush towards getting a lot of the story done um everything that everybody said about this game being too big is absolutely spot on it's ridiculous how large this is and there's no real reason for it so i'm really hoping with um Valhalla that that they sh- they shrink it down, meaning that you know you can have the most gigantic world in the world, the most gigantic world in the world. That's ridiculous. You can have the most gigantic video game world in your game, and it's just not really going to mean much because after a while, all the islands look the fucking same. Like mm-hmm. you're just it it doesn't it doesn't do anything for the game. Um. So. But, like, I've been murdering a bunch of, like, the cult of cosmos people. And I actually, the, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed about the game is that I kind of just went with the made my own warrior build. And, um, I, I think I've told you guys this before. Um, I have a thing for, like, throwing people in pits in video games. Like, something, uh-huh. about, something about fighting somebody hard and then just being able to toss them off something so that they die instantly feels like cheating to me or something. I don't know what it is, but I really enjoy it. And in, um, in Odyssey, you get that Spartan kick.
4: Uh-huh. So you basically
5: you basically do it you know, this is Sparta and you can kick a motherfucker. And so, you know, a big part of that game is they have a um, they have a bounty system which works like the uh, – I think it was called the adversary system that was in um, Shadows of War. So uh-huh. basically if you go start shit in the world, bounty hunters will start coming after you. And so like when that happens, I will just find the highest point that I can anywhere and wait for these motherfuckers to come up and fight me and boot them off. And it is – so satisfying. I can't even tell you guys how fucking awesome it is. Like there was one point where I was raiding a, um, a camp and uh, as I'm starting shit in the camp, my bounty just keeps going up, 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 up and up. And there's like five <laughs> levels. There's five levels for the bounties, right? Which is basically – it's like getting like the – what was it? Like the five or six-star wanted level in GTA basically. Like the bounty hunters come out of the fucking woodwork on your ass. Uh-huh. And so I was on this platform that was maybe, maybe 10 feet across and had ladders coming up both sides but it was like three stories in the air. And so I was just letting him come up. I'd fight him. I was using a spear. And uh, as soon as I get my Spartan Kick recharge, boot one of those motherfuckers off the ledge. <laughs> and, like, I was in this huge, huge camp. So I think over the course of, of doing everything, I think I got the entire city to attack me <laughs> all up on that platform. And so I, I've got a clip of, like, the tail end of the fight on the Xbox. And I'm normally not one of those guys who's like, I need to capture this. But it was – some of the most epic shit i've oh, ever done in a video to. game. Yeah, it was it was just nuts. Like so i have these five bodyguards all on top of me or five mercenaries rather uh from the bounty system all on top of me plus all the regular npcs just coming out and it just like tested everything that i knew how to do in the game and just dodging, kicking, killing all this stuff and it was just like oh my god, this is fucking awesome. So i'm um i'm actually legitimately excited for uh for Valhalla. But the only thing I'm concerned about is is that if they don't have like a Spartan kick, man, I don't think I can, I don't think I can buy that game. Give me like a shoulder ram, something that will do the same thing. Like that's what I need. Like because the combat will be much less without the ability to fucking do that. So, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm like uh like I said like 50 hours into that, I think I'm probably 75% of the way through the story. Um, but of course that'll probably change. I'm not sure. I don't know that I'm going to stick around and do all the cleanup work, like do all the extra, because it's just, it's getting tedious. I think I've probably still got like five or six islands to uncover and one huge section of the map in the lower left-hand corner. I'm like level 57 now. Like it's just, it's absurd how big this fucking game is. So hopefully Valhalla is smaller. Um, So that, and then uh, I've just been playing WoW a tiny bit with my wife um, because Blizzard with the whole um, COVID-19 thing, Basically turned on uh, double XP for everybody um, until the next expansion launches. Um, and so I have some characters I wouldn't mind leveling up, and I've been playing. They have a, basically something that's kind of like a a rogue like dungeon that they put in the game um, that you can just run over and over. Uh, it's once a day, but she's been pretty hardcore into that, so I've been doing that with her and just you know trying to uh, trying to enjoy time where I can with my family while we're all. You know, locked down. Yeah. Even though my state, you know, me and Brandon's state is open, I'm really trying not to go the fuck out there because I went out the other day and uh, people are acting like like there's no virus anywhere. So, yeah, don't even get me fucking on that
0: shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's been about it. All right. All right, so let's get into a uh, discussion topic uh, Streets
3: for. H4. Before before we do move on to the discussion topic, I need to add that I've also been playing Samurai Showdown still. Yeah. Because um it is still a fantastic game and I'm still doing really well with it. It just it takes all the boxes of what I like in a fighting game.
0: So. And uh yeah, I think the se- season pass is still ongoing for that one. Uh we're on the second one now. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do Streets of Rage 4. Um, <clears throat> yeah, big game for a lot of us uh, because it marks the return of a franchise that a lot of us really liked uh, and, uh, you know, kind of Sega pulling some of their old IPs out of mothballs. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, where do we want to start with this? Because, I, like, I, I think when this game was initially announced back in, like, what, summer of 2018? Like the first thing we saw was that, uh, well, that strange trailer that didn't really show any kind of gameplay or anything. But it, just it kind did. of showed
3: the new comic book style of the characters.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think a lot of people were skeptical at that time when when it uh, when we saw that. Uh, and then when we started to see like gameplay uh, trailers, which you know looked okay-ish, but. It still kind of looked rough. Uh, I, I don't think any of us would have expected how good the game turned out based on any of the promotional material that they put out. My, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah, I think
5: I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I I think the other thing that. Uh, it's important to consider too is that you know we haven't there haven't what 25 26 years since this kind of game came out so on excuse me since streets a new streets of rage came out so you have probably a a large amount of expectations from some people and absolutely none on the other Mm -hmm. Um, which creates i think definitely some some interesting uh dynamics there i think for some people they'd have been like fuck man this is cool you know this is just they would have been happy with kind of whatever they got and i think other people would have are probably looking at it pretty hardcore and being like, I don't know, man. Is what if they what if they fuck it up? What if they do whatever? Um, and they they most definitely did not.
4: Yeah,
0: it's I mean, fucking. It's, and it's not like there haven't been you know games in this style that have tried to come out. I mean, I've been playing a couple like Fight and Rage and stuff, which is not bad, but it's not Streets of Rage, and that's <laughs> one you know for a lot of people that's the thing. It's yeah. not Streets of Rage. Um. It, it, and, uh, you know, Fight and Rage is good, but it's uh, it's considerably faster in terms of gameplay, mm-hmm. considerably way more over the top. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's saying something, given the world of Streets of Rage.
3: And in many ways, it did kind of lay the groundwork for a lot of the things that Streets of Rage 4 does.
0: Yeah. yeah but, yeah, so, uh, it, but, you know, Streets of Rage 4 doesn't take that, you know, overly over the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're not uh you're not doing like, you know, mid air com- midair combos and stuff in that game. At least not. Oh that yes, I that. am. <laughs> like, well, you're not bouncing off of uh the, the uh all of the enemies' heads repeatedly over and over again from the left side of the screen to the right and all the way back oh, again. No. No, you're not doing no. that. So that's what I, I am. Mean. Yeah. Uh, I think
5: that was the biggest surprise for with, with this new installment was um so first of all, like just to, as a preface, beat 'em ups, beat 'em ups, and fighting games were were pretty much what I was like fucking raised on when it came to arcades, and like I have always um, wanted to see like the the brawlers and the beat em ups really come back. Um, and and that was why I I just had such a tremendous amount of fun with this game was because it was it was really what I wanted to see like Double Dragon still to this day is is one of my favorite games of all time um, and it's you know Double Dragon is relatively simple when you consider you know the, the sort of evolution of that stuff but I can still go back and play that um, and and just enjoy the fuck out of it and I can throw people in pits which mm-hmm. is really nice um, but there is uh the the biggest change here in this game is that that i just find so much fun um and i think is sort of rife for um for just seeing what people can do with it is the wall bounce um i i can't think of and i'm sure there have been some but i can't think of any beat-em-ups that i've played where the wall bounce is so pronounced yeah uh, and and really just changes how you fight things um i've also was really impressed with the um uh the way that you you handled you know like the fights like um you know each each boss you know worked differently um and and even the, a lot of the different enemies too were very you could telegraph what they were doing you know it, it wasn't just brain dead um slap the buttons and and you know beat somebody up um and, and that that was the thing that really took me aback because um in my opinion and it's probably not the the most popular but I feel like you know uh, Streets of Rage uh one, two and, and three really were just like bang on the punch button type games and, and this really took it a, a step up, I think. Um and that was a that was a real surprise. So just having the combo system in there, um having the characters really feel different. Um again, there were there's you can tell whoever the you know, the guys that made this game, you know, they, they understand how these beat em ups work. They obviously love the source material, um, but they were able to uh iterate um On the, you know, this style of game. Uh, But I still think, you know, make it accessible. Like that was that was the other big surprise for me is the the controls are not any more complicated um, than they were in the 90s. And then, you know, the difference is, is you have a button now to pick up stuff. But there's even a a legacy mode in the game that will switch back to just using three buttons. So it loses nothing. It loses nothing. So they added a level of complexity to the game, but it, it it wasn't complex in a way that made the game harder to play, which I think is a really hard thing to do. Um, and I think that they pulled it off really, really well here. I mean, the fact that like uh, – you know my wife my wife is is what's funny is that she's an amazing like MMO player like she just murders motherfuckers in MMOs uh but you know you hand her a controller and there's you know just the different kinds of characteristics that she has to deal with um and because she hasn't played games the way that we have um she would be somebody that I would expect to you know take a moment to acclimate and she played old you know she played old Streets of Rage we actually played the Streets of Rage collection on the Xbox um I don't know, God, last month. And, um, you know, she was able to uh, get into a level of complexity in terms of her combos and bouncing people off the walls and all kinds of shit um, that somebody who's just really not acclimated to these types of games would would do. And I think that that's a real testament to how well they program this game. I think anybody can pick it up. My kid has not really played many beat em ups. And he was able to to pick this up immediately. He'd never played Streets of Rage, which was, I need to rectify, but um he's really only played Double Dragon with me and like Double Dragon Neon and stuff. And you know, same thing. He was just picking it up and we were double teaming people and like I'm sure some of you guys did that where you would if you played two players, you get one on one side, one on the other, and you could just keep the guy in the fucking air if you have him near a wall. <laughs> like, there's there's so much of that here and it it you know, the walls I think especially had a, a tremendous amount of of uh, fun to the game because, you know, another beat em ups you know, when you punch somebody near a wall, they just kind of go off screen and you have to wait around, right. which sucks, you know, and they, they got rid of that here, which is, I think just fucking so cool. And it adds so much to the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, cause there actually are walls, uh, in, in this game yep. that move with you, uh, which is an interesting, uh, design choice. And one that actually works cause it, it keeps all the action where you want it to be on the screen. Um, uh, Instead of having to really, you know, deal with, you know, like you said, waiting for uh, enemies to, like, get up and walk back into the screen. And yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it
5: keeps the flow going. And that's something that's super, super cool. Because, like you said, even even if there aren't walls, there's an invisible wall that, you know, where the screen stops, that's the wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not any knock all these guys off and, you know, hope everything works out. And then they'll come back and, you know. Yeah. Um. All of that is gone, and and it's it, they you know replaced it with those invisible walls that it just it's just so much fun, dude. Just yeah. that extra piece I think adds so much to the game that not that this would be bad without that, but I really think it just takes it up another level.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, like right, right now due to the Streets of Rage four launch, uh, Guard Crush. If you go to their website, actually has their uh, the older game that they worked on, um, Streets of Fury. Uh, it's on sale for like two fifty. Um, oh, Jesus. So I went ahead and got that, and I was playing it. And you can you can definitely see the roots of Streets of Rage 4 in that. Um, it's uh, not quite as polished as Streets of Rage 4, but it is the same engine. Um, yeah, it's it's a really good example of a team that actually knows the source material that they're working with, have a real love for it. Uh, so, yeah, I would recommend if you go to StreetsOfFury.com, I think is the URL, you can go and uh, get it. Don't buy it on Steam because it's not on sale on Steam. You actually have to go through their website to get it. Um, Mm -hmm. So do that.
5: Uh, So you said Phil, it's the same. It's the same engine that they use for Streets of Rage Four because that engine is putting out all kinds of crazy shit. Like the fact that on any of the versions, it's stuck at sixty frames a second, um, and they have all like the reflections and everything on really two D models. It's that's the other thing. It's an absolutely gorgeous game. Like walking through areas where there's like puddles and neon and stuff like that and seeing everything reflect seeing you know that kind of stuff reflect off of like your characters and things is i that was a another level of detail i was not expecting like this game is it's gorgeous the animation is damn near on par with what you would see in like a street fighter three-third strike which yeah. is it's just really fucking impressive
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's the same engine to the point where uh Uh, The sound effect that uh, you get uh, if you try to do a special and you don't have enough uh, enough health to do it, uh, you get that. uh, That's the same sound effect. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, So I guess either they forgot to replace it or they just figured. Didn't care. Yeah. (laughs) There's that. Uh, I also love that. uh, Like for me, Streets of Rage four seems like a natural evolution of Streets of Rage three uh you kind it kind of feels like uh everything that you would have wanted to do in that game they've actually managed to make possible uh you know with the uh enhancements to the gameplay system that they have now uh i love that you can pretty much tech everything yeah, yeah not just throws anymore but knockdowns and, and stuff like that that can all be teched so yeah it's uh, it gives you a lot more tools to avoid more damage than you would have taken so yeah uh, it's 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 just a great gameplay system overall I just can't Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, it's right there in the
3: name Guard Crush Games this is a studio that is educated in in the mechanics yeah. so yeah. well
5: something else too that I think is really uh kind of neat that they did in this game too is that you know the other most other uh beat em ups are really punitive if you use special moves Whereas this has a risk-reward system in there with the special move. When you hit your special button, um, you know it knocks your meter down. But if you're able to then damage an enemy for the amount of damage that you already did with that special, you get the life back.
3: It's like white um, damage from Street Fighter V.
5: Yeah. And it, it, so it's really cool to be able to play with that because if you get in like a combo zone, you can hit your – you know, you can hit your special to extend the combo and then keep beating the shit out of them and then get the health back that you would have lost. And the other cool thing is is that you don't lose the health until you get hit. So your bar will be from the special that you lost, your life bar is yellow. And then the amount that will come off when you use your special attack is green. And then that won't actually disappear until you get hit by somebody. So if you then you know do your special and then go beat the shit out of somebody and do the same amount of damage to them as what your life bar would have lost. You get that health back and you never lose it, Um, which, again, just it does a couple of things. Number one is that it makes uh, people want to use their special move instead of like because I'm the type of person where I'm like, I'm not going to blow my special and just health because fuck that. Um, Especially
3: those of us who were trained by the original Streets of Rage games and frankly would have known better. If yeah. they hadn't implemented this. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, exactly. And so – but it 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 rewards you – first of all, the biggest thing that it does is it rewards you for being aggressive. Um, but the second thing it does is it doesn't make the usage of those specials punitive because when you start really mixing in the specials, you can also get into some crazy combos that you wouldn't do yes. if you weren't trying to pop the specials in the first place. And most people like, – like to Pat, to your point, like the way Old Streets of Rage trained me was is don't use that shit because you're going to get to a fucking boss and – you know, you're going to need your fucking full health or whatever, and you don't want to lose by a sliver because, you know, you pop, you know, yeah. Blaze's little fireball or some shit at, you know, some asshole.
3: Unless you've, got a, unless you've got a turkey on the ground, and then you just
0: spam that shit everywhere, and then... And
5: then pick up the turkey. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Or whatever other food item you happen to select, because that's an option Streets treats free. Yeah, free.
5: that's... <laughs> okay. If
0: you want poutine, uh, yeah, you can have poutine. Yeah.
3: And... Yeah, that was
0: a nice touch. Why, why would you not want 15? Yeah, that's
2: a very dead cells, thing where they let you change what the, the wall chicken is mm.
4: uh,
2: from Castlevania kind of thing. So you have to be vegan if you want, or just use various other things that don't make any sense for anyway.
0: Yeah, but
2: yeah, uh, I think the the one thing is like the it's nice to have this depth to the system. Uh, they could do better job of explaining that stuff to you. Uh, they just have pages of here's what the buttons do. It's like you're going to have to actually play it to understand that stuff.
0: And a I kind of like I kind of like that though cuz uh a, a lot of games will spend a whole lot of time just overly holding your hand on yeah. like what the what this does, what this does. You know, Streets of Rage 4 is just like, okay, here's a bunch of things. Try them out. Figure out how they work for yourself. It's yeah. it, it's unapologetically old school as far as that aspect goes. So yeah. Um, yeah. How you take that is, you know, it's totally up to you. It's a fine, you know,
2: uh, yeah because it was uh, I like the I like the variety between the different uh, characters uh, Axel's slow but very powerful uh, But then you get to like Floyd who's basically Jax uh, he's even <laughs> slower and more powerful mm. uh, but you know you get like Cherry who is flipping around all the time which is very bad on that pier stage where there's holes that you can fall to your death
5: or the uh, elevator
2: yeah because uh, I was just fighting that and Constantly doing combos and just falling off the the stage cause
3: yeah you don't want
4: that yeah, <laughs> yes it was that, a bad that, that,
2: stage be like oh I want to try her out see how this is kind of thing but uh, she has a lot of cool stuff of her own she can like jump onto enemies to grapple yeah uh, versus uh, what the others do which is just walk up to them and you grapple them hmm. uh, yeah there's like a it feels like each character is distinct rather than just oh this is this is the same character they just uh, look different.
3: Yeah. Like a lot of nuance is something do. that goes underappreciated and beat ups.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially when they have more than just here's punches and kicks and a jump. It's like cherry does, uh, some cool moves to, uh, throw enemies around, knock them across the screen. Uh, a lot of good variety to it. And they design the enemies pretty well too. Uh, so that if you're just mashing out, uh, just the the base combo you're probably going to run into enemies that are going to fuck you up uh, and interrupt yeah. you uh in ways to teach you like don't just sit here and mash this isn't like a a 90s brawler where it's just like oh push it you punch three times they're dead punch five times they're dead hmm. uh you got to be aware and break out of combos if you need to yeah, uh, yeah even when,
3: even if you can fluke your way to through a certain distance you're going to run into goro eventually
2: right <laughs> yeah and you're going to yeah run into scenarios where like the, the dumb enemies that just charge at you with a knife you're like oh that's stupid moves and they fucking hit you ten times yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, well, I'm a fucking shit. idiot here even
3: worse when they get a hold of a fucking Naginata <laughs>
5: well the yeah. other thing too that the enemies do that is interesting is that um you know, they each, each set of enemies obviously reacts differently to you. Um, but they the have AI a concept is, of footsies. Yeah, they do. They have a concept of footsies. The AI is actually really smart. And the other thing that's interesting too is that, you know, Chris, to your point, you can't just charge in and treat every single one the same way. Um, which is interesting. Like the, the cops that have like the energy shields. Um, you know, what yeah. you have to do with those guys, or at least what we did is you roll up on them, you fight them. Um, and then you, you basically tap like three hits and then step up. Cause they're going to swing that baton. Then you step back down and fight them. Then you have like those Euro trash looking motherfuckers that always throw you. And then, and then, you know, like with there's comboing available. Like if you jump at somebody and press down and attack and then hit attack immediately afterwards, you can like, you can hit them twice. You can nail two piece while you're in the air. And like cherry even has different stuff that she can do where, um, you know, most guys, when you walk up, you, you know, you walk up and you'll initiate a grab. If you jump at enemies with cherry, and don't attack. She will land on their shoulders and you can beat the shit out of them.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Um, and so there's all that stuff. For you just kind of uncovering with the newer characters because the older characters behave in the way that you would expect. Um, but, you know, as you get these newer ones, uh, it, it's just kind of a different ball game, which is really,
0: really cool. Hmm. Anybody mm-hmm. notice something about the cops?
2: They're assholes.
0: Well, that. Oh, yeah. But they can the,
2: grapple pretty easily.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're also named – all of them are also named after TV cops?
5: Yeah. Yep.
3: That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> and very Streets
3: of Rage.
5: Yeah. Yep. And then just the throwbacks, too. Like, you know, a lot of the enemies that you fight, a lot of bosses are from the older games.
3: Yep. Which yeah. is so just – A lot of the grunts are from the older games.
5: Yeah, yeah. it's just – it's so fucking cool, man. Like, there's there's – you can tell this again. It's obviously made by people that that cared about this game um, and cared about this series. Uh, it's just it's so cool to see.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. You know those uh, those fat guys that uh, brief fire at you. Those I yep. can't remember what their names are off the top of my head, but yeah, we call them the Roly polies Yeah. Uh, They use that uh, Chuck D sample as their laugh. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, what, One thing that they did change about them is that uh, in the older games, you couldn't throw those guys. Uh, no. You can't. They would you. land on you.
5: Right? That was the one thing that we noticed, too, because, again, Belen and I had recently played Streets of Rage 1 and 2, and it's like, holy shit, we can throw these guys? Because you try and throw them in the old games, they just land on
4: you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah.
0: You know, one nice change. There's a
2: lot of good enemy design here that. Teaches you how to, teaches you not to fuck around too much. Like the the drop kick ladies, teach you not to just stand in one place oh, I, the whole time. I
3: fucking hate those. Oh god! And there's because a good they, way they that you can the fury you from any um, any vertical position. Yeah, yeah it's just you kind that of lead your character to, has no concept of.
2: <laughs> yeah, you kind of lead them around to a spot to land and move over just enough to grapple them as they land and hmm. fuck them up that way. Yeah. But yeah, the there's also as much as the the enemies are pretty good. Like there are definitely issues with them. Like in the the sewer stage where there's lots of obstacles, they just fall for them as much as anybody else.
4: Yeah,
2: uh, which is good. You can just take advantage of them that way to land in the toxic pools and uh, die or get hit by the flames. Which are like, why the fuck would anybody design a sewer system? I <laughs> uh, just. Oh all over the place. Well,
3: considering that half the city is on the take. Yeah.
2: Uh,
4: so, yeah, There's uh, your answer.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty cool system that's just much more depth than you expect from a nostalgia based or where the yeah. different just have like the and this guy just takes three hits to die, that kind of thing. It's like you gotta show a little bit of skill to not fall for their fucking one note tricks, which it's annoying with some of the cops that can, like the the guy with the uh, taser, could just leap at you and grab you and throw you to the ground and stun you. Yeah. You're like, ah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, then you run into like the the weird robot mini boss that has the pipes. There's like, you are just a fucking one note joke. Did you just throw these weapons to me, uh, and then. Occasionally do something that's, that's threatening.
0: Yeah.
2: Starts uh, pulling. And,
0: but It might jump up in the air and try to land on you.
2: And, yeah. Uh, definitely ran into some issues with the uh, the headbutt ladies. Who can. Oh, God. <laughs> kind of break through your combos. The way that not many other enemies can. Uh, then is annoying with that boss that's surrounded by the bikes.
3: And a lot of enemies just, have armor, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did hate the Dom lady who's just making these some basic dudes way more powerful.
3: Yeah, they go from Galzia to Galzia. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that was pretty interesting, though. Once you figure out the, the way to counter her, you kind of have no issues yeah. with it. It's just you hope that you get the Galzia guys out of the way fast.
0: Yeah. Before she otherwise, can buff them, yeah.
2: Otherwise, they're just going to fuck you up.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's almost worth blowing your star moves uh, on... Just getting rid of them, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, well, plus yeah. you can catch her in the move too,
3: and yeah, just combo
0: off, get a bit of damage on her.
4: Hmm.
5: So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, yeah,
5: the only the only enemies I really had trouble with were those fucking bald karate motherfuckers. Hmm. Um, just because of the way that they deal with their guards, like you know, they hold up, they block, and if you hit them, they'll you know they'll beat the yeah. shit you yes. but you playing with three people it was really difficult to try and figure out when the fuck you could hit them and, and when you couldn't
0: you know yeah 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 because uh, it's 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 hard well when you're playing one player you know that they're always going to be focused on you and you know when they're going to try to attack but when th- three players you don't know who they they're they're looking at basically uh, when that attack's going to come out it's uh kind of annoying uh, that chinatown stage though is fucking awesome That's where I'm at right now Mm. in the game. I haven't been able to clear it yet. Mm. Yeah, and I'll point out the assists because they're worth pointing out in terms of, you know, a game being accessible. Uh, If you don't really uh, have too much concern about your score for a particular stage and you uh, get, you know, wiped out, uh, you can add one, two, or three more lives uh, plus stars at the cost of, you know, your score multiplier. Um, Yeah. So... You know, I'm okay. trying to
3: get shit unlocked, so I'm trying to avoid that shit. Yeah, hmm. yeah, what's, yeah. I like uh, when
2: they introduce that, and it's like, oh, here's this big bar. You got like a little bit in your first level. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this is going to take a while to get anything.
0: Yeah, it uh, it seems like it's about two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh.
2: And I'm getting like eleven thousand. Yeah, a level.
0: Yeah. What I don't know is when you hit that first bar, if the next one seems to expand because it looks like it might. Uh, yeah, so you're we'll just see. saying
2: they're going to be assholes.
0: They, they might.
2: Like, oh, oh, hey, you think you're pretty close to the next ones? Guess what? The perspective's a bitch, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might do that. <laughs> Who knows? But we'll see. Uh, yeah, what else is worth mentioning? I mean, uh, uh, I think the elephant is the room
3: is that the word Sega is nowhere to be found on it.
0: Uh well, it's there at the in the uh, intro screen. Uh, it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just like there for like three and a half seconds, and then you never see it again. Hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's. I was gonna
5: say I, w- I was with Pat. I don't. I didn't
0: recall seeing it either. Yeah, it's so. in the intro screen. Like when you let the attract the uh, play, you'll see the three uh, logos and then the Sega logo underneath it. Huh? Yeah, it's showing. Also,
3: that. um, am I the only one who noticed that amazing Revenge of Shinobi mural in the sewers? Yes,
5: I noticed it the other <laughs> day when I was, went up and played it the second time with my wife and my kid, and it was like, holy shit! that's shinobi and nathan's like han huh? my wife's like oh my god yeah it is
4: yeah so,
3: so that might maybe be a tip of the hat as to a tip of the hand as to what they're working on next could be i don't know i'm i'm playing through this and i'm thinking
0: okay now do golden axe but... <laughs> that's what i just said on twitter to them it's like yes please do golden axe uh because they're more than capable of it yes um but yeah, I, the
3: it's almost Shenmue three like the distance we're seeing Sega from this project,
0: hmm.
3: and I don't know, it just kind of struck me as odd.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of like Sonic Mania in that regard. I mean, Sega themselves didn't really have a whole lot to do with it, um. Mm-hmm. So, and that turned out really well. So yeah, Maybe yep. maybe that's. No, I'm, the,
3: not, I'm not saying it as a criticism. I was just. Yeah unsure of what the current relationship of sega with the franchise itself is
0: yeah well, they still own it uh but it looks like uh they seem to be very uh content to uh you know license it out to studios that will seem to do well by it um uh, this might be a trial run of uh potentially you know to them taking other franchises uh off of mothballs you know and, Yeah, Yeah, it's
3: been a a trend too because there's been Shenmue 3 there's been um, Jam & Earl Mm -hmm. there's been um, Panzer Dragoon Mm -hmm.
5: I think what's interesting about it with that is that it seems like Sega realizes that they probably don't have the talent or the wherewithal I guess to make these kinds of games but they know based on seeing the indie stuff and all that that there are plenty of developers that do know how to do it and if you have the, you know, if and you they have, know
3: the demand is there,
5: exactly. And there, that's, that's the most interesting part about this is that instead of letting just an indie title fill it, they're just kind of like, fuck it, you know, fill that instead of having an indie title fill that void, they're like, fuck it. And it's like, let's let somebody that knows how to do this. Let's give them the, the, you know, the IP and give them a shot. And this is what happens. I mean, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I mean, I think Streets of Rage 4 is the best game I've played so far this year. I, At least I in terms. it's in the here. running for me. Mm -hmm. at least in terms of just how much fun I've had with it. Um, It's just, it's been great. And and the additional dimension of playing with my family is just fantastic. And I mean, God, I mean, it's, you can do four player couch co-op. Like that's so fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. It's the first of the games in the series that I even offers that.
5: Yep. And so that just having that option, um, you know, for me is also just been something that's made it extremely enjoyable because I can play it with my wife and my kid. Um and and it it, it feels sort of like cross-generational to me in a way, you know, like yeah. I grew up playing this shit and now I'm playing it with my son and and it's a version that's good. It it I think that the other thing about this that's game is That's
3: something we can take for granted either. Mm-hmm.
5: No, it's not. And I think I think the other part of this that that is so much fun about this game is that it doesn't feel compromised in any way like you know normally when you see you know sometimes you'll see these sort of revivals or or things like that there's there's something that feels lacking um and i don't feel that way about this game at all if
4: anything
5: yeah if anything i feel like they're the only real thing that they missed was and i'm sure this will be a dlc that comes out later is that some of the boss characters should be playable characters you know, like that cop. What's yeah. her name? Estelle or Estelle, whatever. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, Estelle should totally be a fucking playable character. I would totally play as that commissioner asshole. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. And you know, they've already, you can tell they've already got the move set there because these guys do combos on you. Well, it um, feels so- like
3: um, it almost feels like the entire major cast of this game is being fitted for a fighting game.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the other thing that, that definitely felt that way.
3: Yeah, like the the groundwork is being laid. I I don't know if they realize they've done it, but they have fucking done it.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, given like the expectations that a lot of us had, uh, you know, I I think it's kind of interesting to to see like the way that the developers were treating the uh, the development cycle of that game because I like, I was watching the their developer interviews and, and stuff about uh, about this game. Uh, they went on, they were saying like, you know, people have been playing this game for 25 years. Uh, so we need to make a game that people will still want to play in 25 years, yep. but, but no pressure
3: or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they've accomplished it.
5: Yeah. If anything, I think what's interesting to me about this as well is that this feels like sort of the next version of Sonic Mania. Like, Sonic Mania was a fantastic game, but it still felt just a tiny bit, I don't know, off to me. Um, it's still, in my opinion, nailed damn near everything, but it, it, it didn't have the feeling that this game had for me, which is, this is absolutely the next logical evolution, and if I didn't know any better, I would think that, you know, the old school Sega developers were the ones that, that yes. made this. You mm-hmm. know? Um, I, whereas... Sonic uh, Mania was just like oh yeah some fans did this that's what it felt like to me hmm. like it it's there but it's not it's not tuned or dialed in all the way in the way that it needs to be and this game is the exact opposite of that this game feels like everything was done right everything was tuned in properly this is what Sega would have created that's what it feels like to me hmm. or at least in that that um, sort of the spirit of it um it, there's nothing about this that feels like uh, Fan made, I guess, in the way that Sonic Mania felt to me, and that's not a jab at Sonic Mania. Um, you know, Sonic Mania, I think, in a lot of ways, was very exploratory for for Sega as a whole, um, and this feels like the next step
4: of that. Yeah, and you know,
0: we, we haven't even talked about the soundtrack for this game, which oh my god, Uh not just you know, it's, like, a, you it's know, a banger. It it's a is. Banger. Huh? I mean, the, the soundtrack to this game is uh, it's weird because there is like several artists that are on this soundtrack uh with a whole mix of styles and none of it feels like it clashes uh it it feels like it all fits together uh and I really like the way that the soundtrack is implemented in this game where uh it's like you're moving from scene to scene and the, the musical like breakdown, like uh DJ's queuing up the next track for the you know before mixing into the into the next record and stuff like that it's yeah small detail but it's like okay they had the foresight to think about this uh right. it, it just shows like you know the level of dedication that they had to this project yes yeah i agree absolutely hmm.
5: yeah i think the only thing is is that i i still don't feel it's as good as the soundtracks of streets of rage one and two but maybe that's because i played those games so much that the soundtracks are just burned into my head yeah because... the um
3: it, the soundtrack is a little bit behind those but as a game, way I think it's far and away the best in the series.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah. The soundtrack's way better than three. Three just had weird. Yeah, Three's soundtrack was just fucking weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, by design, but you know. But yeah, I know. Yeah, but even still, yeah.
5: even still, it was it was it was Bizarre. not my jam.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. So, so
5: it wasn't my jam.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah. I'll you know, will point out that you know Streets of Rage four is a soundtrack that I will listen to outside of the game. So you know that's the measure of a good soundtrack yeah. is whether you want to hear it when you're not playing the game, and I totally do.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's also nice that they have like a modern and retro style options for those yeah.
0: soundtrack. Yeah, so if you want to hear the old soundtrack, it's there. Mm. Yeah. And then there's like when the when you go into the like arcade machine boss battles, like the music will get all you toony <laughs> it's like just it's just those nice little nice touches like that that really like uh, set yeah. this game apart. So uh so I guess we can stop gushing about Streets of Rage Four for now. Uh just for now. Probably yeah, yeah. about it some more next week should oh, yeah.
5: absolutely be bought and I'm actually you know obviously I played it on Xbox but I'm going to buy it on PlayStation just to play it with you guys like I'm totally down to support this I bought the LRG version of the Switch uh, uh so I have a copy of that and I'll have it physically um Hell yeah. so yeah I'm gonna, I'm going I'm throwing some money at this just cuz I mean it's, it deserves it mm mm-hmm. mhm it does, and I'm I'm at this point in my life where I very rarely buy anything at launch, um, and and what's what's interesting to me is that you know this was a game that that I've I've obviously done that with you know to the point where I'm buying like a physical copy of it and all of those things, but um I, the only other games you know that I'm really looking forward to this year that I feel like you know are are, are like buy on site is is obviously Cyberpunk, um. Uh-huh. And, and actually, I, what has changed my mind is I, with with uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that, partially because those are my people, you know, like my mother's side are from fucking Norway and Sweden. Hmm. So it's like, fuck yeah, let's go fuck some shit up, hmm. you know, but... But just because of how much fun I'm having with Odyssey, it's leading into, like, you know what? Normally I would never buy an Ubisoft game at launch, but I think, you know, this is this is one that I'll do because these guys have yeah. themselves over the last three games. And then now with this, with, with Streets of Rage 4, it's like anything else that you guys put out, man, I'll fucking... Yeah. Like day yeah. one, you know? And that, that's such a cool feeling because I feel like over the last few years... So much of my gaming has really just been like letdowns and compromises and, you know, people releasing broken shit and stuff that doesn't work. And then, you know, companies that that I always look forward to their games are just like, yeah, I'm not fucking with them anymore. And so having, you know, seeing these guys emerge, especially for me, where I'm like, you did everything fucking right. Like, I'm going to throw some money at you. Mm -hmm. I normally I'm like, normally for everything, I'm like, I'll wait till that shit's like five dollars. You know, whereas with this, I'm like, fuck, I'll I'll buy two versions of it, you know? So,
0: yeah, I also like that. Uh, if you're buying it digitally, it's like it's one version, there's no like gold edition or anything like that. It's just buy the game yep. and you get the game, which is a concept yep. that you know people might consider adopting at some point,
5: right? It'd be really nice. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is you know, the the no matter what version you get, it's not compromised. Like, the one one of the I the only reason I pulled the trigger actually, Phil, on the limited run version was because you were like, all the versions run at 60 frames a second there's no compromises and then I looked I saw Digital Foundry did a video and they were like yeah this bitch is locked and it was like wow because that's the other thing I've been screwed so many times on on uh, on games on the Switch that just run fucking worse and I'd like to have them on Switch simply because playing them that way it really is compatible with the way that my life is, mm-hmm. you know, where I'll be upstairs, my kid and, and or my son or, uh, excuse me, my wife or my son are on the TV. And it's like, all right, well, I want to be up there with them. I don't want to just be in my basement playing shit. So what's my alternative? It's like, well, whip out the fucking switch in handheld mode, but it's always like, yeah, but if I get the version on switch, it's gonna, for the most part, it's usually like, it's going to be worse. And that was the other really you know, surprising thing about this is that it's not, it has all the same shit that the Xbox one and three or excuse me, Xbox one and PS four versions have, which that's just unusual, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So just again, props, I know it was done by some of the, there were two different reporting teams, but props overall. I mean, the fact that they can nail that down because this thing's thrown out some pretty wild graphical effects.
4: Yeah,
3: that it I, is.
5: I don't, I don't think it unless you're really like looking for it or understand how this stuff works. I, I think you'd probably miss it. Um, but I mean it's just it's just impressive overall. Yep. and to get to get that again on the switch and doing it at ten eighty p
0: is damn. Yeah. So yeah. It's a great game and everybody should buy yeah. it. So there. Yes. If
2: I do have some issues with this, uh it's not really specific to this game, but it's fucking PC games coming out not supporting uh the buttons for the different kinds of controllers out there. Uh,
4: uh, uh, yes.
2: It's it seems like it should be no issue to have the you know the playstation buttons and the, the nintendo buttons uh and swap them out depending on what controller. From what I've seen from developers even indies that are like yeah this is not really that much of an issue to do. Yeah. And it's like a
0: lot of them do do it. It's just not
2: all. Yeah. Of them. Hmm. Yeah, it's like it seems to be uh I'm not really expecting out of microsoft to do this but I wish they would. Mm-hmm. Uh for their own games on PC cuz it's like you know you support PC which is Letting you use pretty much any modern controller you can
4: yeah.
2: uh, attach to the PC, hmm. and I think the only one I've played on game PC Game Pass that supports it is uh, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood.
4: Hmm.
2: I was doing it. And I was like, "All right, Bethesda did it. Sure, oh, yeah. nobody else is it's I can find." But so. and it's like I don't really have the issue of swapping between the controllers and getting the the buttons down, but uh, it just looks better. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and it should be it should be standard at this point. Like this yeah. is that's basic shit.
2: Yeah. yeah Ubisoft, Ubisoft, they do a great job with this because they just use the the PS4 controller map if you're using a DualShock 4 on P- other PC versions. Yeah. So you can use the touchpad for the map, uh, that kind of stuff. Like it just works really well. It's always disappointing when other games just don't. Uh, even when they're trying to claim that they make you know the PC game made just for PC that works really flexibly. And it's like the controller <laughs> is just like the You're like, well, detail. that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, like controllers, it's pretty flexible because everybody makes, you know, four face buttons, D pad to, you know, select uh, start buttons, two sticks, four shoulder buttons, that kind of thing. And it's pretty universal at this point. Uh, there's no real reason that you can't uh, do this. Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's one of those things that, like in software development, you you typically have a lot of low hanging fruit, and I yeah. think for for some developers this is, that kind of thing is treated as low hanging fruit, and it really shouldn't be because it's one of those small details that makes the it takes an experience from being something that is like easy to okay i just plugged in my game it's you know i plugged in my controller it's working the way that it's supposed to the right buttons are popping up on screen everything corresponds yeah. um and and so it it it's one of those things that is uh typically actually kind of a barrier for of entry for a lot of people um and it's a smaller detail and the, the funny part is is for a lot of a lot of the way that people develop software is they're not thinking about it in terms of you know, this one small detail will make a lot of things better. Um, and it will change the overall way that the end user is experiencing our product. A lot of people really don't consider that because they're focusing on the bigger milestones of, you know, we, the, does this thing run the way that it's supposed to? Are we getting things out the door? Yada, yada. And, you know, and a lot of times yeah. that kind of stuff gets cut. So the fact that, you know, um, th- that's just one of those things. So when you have some developers that really pay attention to it, it's really, um, it feels
2: better. Right? Yeah. yeah. It makes you feel like they, they understand there are people playing uh this game with not just Xbox controllers. Yeah. Yeah. That they're coming from other preferences for controllers. Yeah. Even if it's just minor details of the differences.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh it's just it's one of those things where Steam is at least has the built in support for remapping that stuff as needed.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh for the community side of it. Developers, uh, indie or big, need to step up on mm-hmm. PC mm-hmm. and show that yeah. they don't care what control you're playing with, they'll show the right uh, controls for that because
4: mm-hmm.
2: it just makes it a lot easier. Because I, I remember playing like PC uh, fighting game stuff on consoles, and they just show like here's the punch icon or the kick icon, and I'm like, what the fuck button is that corresponding to? Yeah, <laughs> I understand that it's referencing, uh, it's so they don't have to have less, like, overhead as far as, like, mapping them to the different consoles they're putting the game on. That kind of thing. So you just say punch and it maps to whatever button you're using because you can remap it yourself. But also it's not that hard to just say press A button for this or press square. Hmm. Uh, there's always, like, a barrier I found in, like, fighting games when they just – I have to dig into the fucking options to figure out, okay, what's the, the kick icon referencing? Hmm. Uh, it's just ex- it's expecting a level of competency that not everybody has.
5: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those little things that adds a tremendous amount to the user experience, and there's relatively low overhead to actually get it to work. Yeah. And that's why it's yeah. always surprising, like hearing like what you're saying, Chris. I just like, Jesus, man, it ain't that fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. It
0: takes like, not everybody understands the control schemes for these games. That says, you know, uh, if it, if the controller has this ID, use yeah. this yeah. icon it's set. Not, if it has this ID, use this icon set. It's not. Yeah, it's not
5: difficult. No, it's really yeah. not. So, yeah, that's one of those things. I, I, just the final thing that I'll say about this, because I know we were wanting to talk about a few other things. Um, and Phil, you'll probably be mad at me for saying this, but this was this game was executed in the way that I really wished Bloodstained was.
0: Oh, I'd agree with that.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, it hit it hit all the right notes except for Chris's control issues right out of the box. <laughs> yeah. um, for for me and and. Like I need to go back and play Bloodstained one of these days, but just the how fucked up and janky shit was for me at the beginning and things not working right. It just was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, whereas with this, it was like, you know, booted it up, very first night with the family, and fucking had a blast. And that's that's all I really want. Yeah. Uh, you well, what you what weren't
0: they, aware of was that uh, during the time that I was playing it this week, there were three patches that came out.
5: <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yes nice well i played it day one and didn't have any fucking issues which i just felt was that's also something else that feels like a tremendous win right like i played a game day one it didn't fuck up <laughs> like, you know what a what a yeah. time to
2: be alive yeah. yeah it just kind of this game kind of proved to me like yeah if i had to rank all the the pc platforms that i have uh the the xbox pc game pass slash windows store would be dead bottom yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Windows store
5: is just shit. Like I like, had one point where Windows Store failed so badly for me, I had to reinstall Windows. Yeah, and it was just like because it was missing a key component for something I needed to install other shit. I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember being so goddamn pissed. Like, why do I need to get this from the store? I know what yeah. the fuck.
2: It makes yeah. me want to write an article, just a rankings article of the PC platform. See what kind of reaction that gets. Cause it'd be it would. hilarious of like. I'll tell you something, okay, they just updated this in the past like week or so so that you could install games on multiple drives.
4: Yeah.
2: You had to main a drive yeah. to install your stuff on this app. Which I'm like, this is the, the C drive. Once it's full I'm installing like unnecessary stuff to other drives. And this, I stopped using it mostly. So I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and manage it this much yeah, it's- uh, for this. And in the process of doing that they broke the organization stuff on the on the app.
4: Yeah.
2: You could be able to drag the icons around and organize it how you want.
4: Mm.
2: Now it's just in a random order, and I have no clue what order that is. Yeah. Like the new thing I downloaded, Gears Tactics, is at the bottom. I was like, oh, maybe recent is on there, but Streets of Rage is third on here now. I was like, I don't, I don't fucking understand what any of this means.
0: Yeah, it's it's not by size. It's not by
2: size because any sense the Master Chief Collection is number two. <laughs> so that's not that's not a thing.
0: Yeah. And don't even it's get me like, started about like trying to get DLC for games that you've downloaded on the Windows Store because that's just a complete mess. Yeah, uh, there've
2: been times I've when I was downloading stuff like you don't have any queue options for that stuff. You have to pull up the Windows Store app to get that. Yeah, to manage that stuff like that pause stuff sense. you don't want to download. And it's like, <sighs> why am I using two of these apps and the one's even worse than the PC Game Pass app because it's a it's a general app store. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god. Hmm. Why don't you just just look at what Steam and uh, these other companies are doing. Hmm. Do that, not whatever you're doing now, because it's not good.
0: All right, so let's get on to the rest of the news of the week before we wrap up. Uh, So uh, uh, we were wondering what was going to happen with Evo 2020, and finally they've decided to cancel the event the in person. Which,
1: let's be honest, we all saw that coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: But they're still going to do
0: kind of an online event, so... That's something to insane. quote unquote keep
3: the Evo spirit alive. Uh, more details will be coming later. I can get I, behind that. Yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of it's going to be to feed the news cycle because Evo always has one hell of a news cycle behind it. Yeah, and so that's probably um, one of the chief priorities of all this.
0: But I'm, I'm looking cool. forward to uh, out of sync commentary commenting about lag. Oh god, uh, that, that's going to be amazing.
3: Well, if there is actually any sort
0: of um, formal competition attached to it,
4: I think there probably so. will
0: be. I mean, I, we're in weird times right now, so we're all just trying to make the best of what we got. So, I mean, for Evo, even if they're not doing huge prize monies, I think they're still going to try to do as much of the the regular of stuff a that they would have done. So, even if it's you know just for bragging rights or whatever, if you can't take it too seriously, but yeah, you know, it's, it's still something at least. It's true, yeah. Half a loaf is better than none. Yeah. There you go. Well, it depends on what it's a loaf of. Yeah. And whether it has weevils in it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's what we
0: got. Uh, then uh, this week we also got news about The Last of Us 2. Uh, yeah,
1: some good news and some bad news. <laughs> yeah.
0: The good news is it's coming out in June.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, which yeah. I totally called. Yeah. June
0: 19th.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I basically said, you know, they had said when they were delaying it that, you know, the game was basically all done. And they were just sort of in the debugging phase. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's, it was probably going to come out in June. Yeah. And uh, it is.
0: Yeah. So that means that they're manufacturing disks uh, probably as we speak. Yeah. Um, so that's going – that's happening. Uh, yeah.
1: That's the that, good news. Yeah.
0: The good news is that. The bad news is that uh, some dipshit uh, leaked a whole bunch of assets that included the entire story. Um.
1: Yeah, uh, so I have only glanced at the story bits because I don't want the whole thing spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just say that there are obviously certain parts of the gaming community that are just not happy with the way that the story uh, direction is going. Yeah, um, Either because it seems to poke at a few sacred cows for mm-hmm. people who played the first game, in which case I'm like... E- how long ago was it that you played the first game, and do you have, like, overly rosy-tinted glasses on how that game story plays out? <laughs> like, you do remember how that game ends, right?
0: Yeah, badly. <laughs> I have yeah.
5: not I have not played it.
0: Oh, uh, so, so, yeah. well, go assuming, and play it, then. Yeah, it's, I'm
5: assuming somebody dies.
1: Good, good, yeah, a, well, a lot. Don't
0: say anything. Just, yeah, play it. it go yeah.
1: play it. Yeah. It is... It is probably the uh, – the it, it, it gets labeled as one of the greatest games of all time, and it is a very aptly earned label. Um, it is almost complete perfection.
4: Hmm. Well, um, this
5: week, maybe I'll give it a shot.
1: The – you know, the, like if there's any issue at all, it's that the stealth parts can be a little inconsistent due to the fact that uh, – well, I mean, it was like what VG, what VG Cats did. It's basically, uh, Ellie can basically make all the noise she wants, and, you know, the the Cordyceps zombies will never find her, but you end up stepping on a random stick, and one of them immediately tears your throat out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but that's literally the only problem with that game. How long? That, oh, man, it is fairly long. 20, um, 30 hours? Yeah. And that's only if you're going, like, full speed ahead without bothering to look for any of the collectibles or stuff. Because there's a lot of lore and stuff that you can look at and stuff like that and collectibles and yeah. I remember when did. I was
2: playing it on PS3, I was going so slow. I was, like, a third through the game in mm-hmm. 24 hours. Yeah. Because I was really wow. into the stealth stuff. Yeah. Um, I was, like, trying
1: to avoid enemies and yeah. all that. It is also one of the most fun and one of the most stressful video game experiences you will ever have Hmm. Um, because the game is specifically designed in just about every aspect of it to basically put through its whole point. And its whole point is that when civilization collapses, there's nothing but barbarism. And barbarism is very violent and uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Um, oh, shit, I'm not trying to play something that's stressful on vacation. Fuck that. All right, I'll do that another
4: time.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. It's not that stressful. <laughs> yeah. Especially, you know, um, but, like, you, like, it's, like, okay, there's, so one of the things is it is technically, I guess you would call it a survival horror game. I think that would be the, mm-hmm. sort of the good label for it. You... There's always sort of you're always having to like craft things because stuff like ammunition is sort of always in kind of short supply. Yeah, Um, it was one of the first games that introduced that to a like a third person action shooter stealth game kind of thing. Yeah, Um, and. Like even just like using a regular old punch, it doesn't feel like just like a punch you get in every video game. You can feel bones cracking.
3: <laughs> mm. Yours or theirs.
1: But. In the controller. Like it, you can hear and feel it basically. Mm. Um, but basically what happened is that – uh, and Sony has basically said that it was neither them or – anyone in Naughty Dog who apparently leaked it. it yeah, was wasn't
5: it like a – It was a breach. No, the, I was reading something as a breach, like the patch. Like they, they got an older version of a Naughty Dog game that was unpatched, and that's how they were <laughs> able to get in, which is And crazy. they sort of
1: gate, they gate broke through the thing. And, um yeah, um and unfortunately, let's be honest, that isn't – something that is unheard of when Sony is concerned. Yeah,
5: exactly. Especially (laughs) associated with Sony, right? I
1: mean, their OPSEC is terrible. Yeah. Like, we all know that. Um, Also, apparently... It's probably
5: probably North Korea again.
1: uh, (laughs) uh, Or China. But what I was thinking is... uh, Apparently, I'm not sure if it's actually been confirmed or something, but apparently... uh, during the game's development, uh, she who should not be named was apparently involved at some point. Mm. And well, you know how uh, parts of the gaming community react to that.
5: Mm. Yeah.
1: So but now who, there's. Wait,
5: wait, wait, who are we talking about here?
1: You know who we're talking about.
5: Oh, I really don't. One
1: of the key victims of Gamergate. Oh, shit. One of its key targets. Hmm. Who was fond of wearing plaid uh, shirts?
2: And he's throwing a game starring a
1: gay woman. Mm-hmm.
5: Great. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So now there's like a contingent of the gaming community that is not only uh, that is not only upset with that fact, but are now happy that this has been leaked and hopes that this game bombs.
0: Oh fuck
1: them. Yeah. Good luck with yeah. that
0: it's, it's not going to affect sales like, in the
1: slightest.
5: Like yeah. what? Like, there's, it's like, being an asshole is not a fucking ethos, okay? No. Like, I don't, that's the shit that kills me about anybody that's like that. It's just anger for anger's sake. And it's like, oh, the fucking world doesn't fit into this fucking, you know, this box that I feel like it should fit in. And so, therefore, and, like, it was, God, don't get me fucking started. Fuck those clowns. I just,
2: ugh. Yeah. And Jason Schreier didn't help things when he was so- semi-verifying the disgruntled employee thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and said later like he regretted even mentioning it cuz it didn't have 100% confidence in that yeah and it came it out
1: when turned like, out it didn't have any any uh yeah. Any truth to it either. Who we're talking about is like
2: comeuppance for the crunch stuff and all that. It's,
1: yeah, that it was like, like some kind of vindictive employee who was trying to get back at the company because of the crunch culture that's developed in Naughty Dog. Which to be fair, there is, definitely, there is definitely room to discuss that and to yeah. try but, and do something about it because that's a problem yeah. through the entire industry. For what
2: you Neil know, Druckmann has been talking about when they did the initial delay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we've been getting into the the work from home stuff and telling people like, if you need to take a few days off, you know, deal with your family situation and all that, you know, go ahead and do it. It's not that important to okay. get back on the game right now because we'll get this done. Mm-hmm. Well, the
5: the thing that's stupid about that that assertion is that the only way that that disgruntled employee thing would even work is if they were fired, mm-hmm. because yeah. those guys are bonused based on what ships. So mm-hmm. why would like so why would you be so disgruntled, and be this close to the finish line, and be like, you know what, fuck it, let's torch this thing and fuck my money? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's that in and of itself is really fucking stupid, and and just just you know one of those things that begs the question of like probably should have vetted this. And I got I got nothing but love for Schreier, but it's like this should have been vetted a little bit more before you fucking you know put that out there that this was a disgruntled employee because again it doesn't doesn't make sense to do that.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and, and again, unless you had been fired Yeah. But then if you had been fired How would you have access to that shit in the first place Because they yeah. frog march your ass out the fucking building In places like that mm-hmm. um, If if you if you have You know, something that could hurt them Like, you know, if you A lot of software companies, if you put in your two weeks And you're going to a competitor, you don't work those two weeks They pay you out, but they walk you out the fucking door Yeah,
3: you know? yeah. Unless it was premeditated Maybe
0: Yeah, well <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, yeah.
1: So TV my or, hope yeah. is, my hope is that this game comes out. It ends up selling a ton of copies. It oh, makes you know it well. both Naughty Dog and Sony a buttload of money. Yeah, and uh, these little, these any... little man can, yeah. And these little man children can just go and uh, cry and pout in the corner.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, the whole go woke get broke thing mm. doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Turns out Did if you uh, right uh, appeal, Captain Marvel it.
2: and it went a billion
1: dollars. Yeah, it turns out if you actually try to like include uh, people in your game as representation, that uh, people attached get attached to that, and, well, and it actually the, works if, if it's done well.
5: About all of it, yeah, and the stupid part about that entire thought process is, is that it really at the core of it, it's, it's screaming that you aren't making things for just me anymore. Uh And that's, that's the part of it that's so stupid because when you look at this, a lot of it is really important when you think about representation and seeing like, you know, somebody that that looks like you or behaves that you do or has the skin color you do or the nationality or any, any number of things where your sexuality, any of that stuff, a big part of that that, that is so important for people is, is that seeing that reflection of yourself in, in art that you like, or that you consume, or that means something to you. And what they're doing is is essentially going i can't see myself in every single thing that is out there therefore this is bad but the the complete fallacy of that argument is that it works in the exact opposite manner for everyone else that isn't like them is that they're going we would love to see someone that looks like us or has this thing that we have or or you know whatever that thing is we'd like to see that reflected in these games or these movies or these tv shows because representation is important. So their whole thing is really screaming that everything has to be 100% representative of me and pointed at me. And that's that's why, you know, that's where I'm going to put my money. And then when you start bringing in other, you know, viewpoints or other types of people, then it stops being the they they stop being the focus of 100% of everything. Like, how dare they not cater to me? Yeah. It's like what it's kind just that, of fucking they, asshole are you to think that way?
1: They cannot accept the fact that uh, both the gaming community and the industry as a whole has moved on. The market has evolved since yeah. you know the 90s yeah. and yeah. early and, 2000s. And, and you
5: see that. And the funny part is you're not, you don't just see it in video games. You're seeing it in movies. You see it in comic books. It's like this whole sect of just crybabies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how dare you not cater to me? Like, well, fuck you. There's a lot more because people. Because we want out to make money. <laughs> yeah.
1: You There's know? a lot more people who are willing to pay money for this product that's like this than your tiny little weird b- breed of neck beard niche par- market. You not know? just
5: that. Not just when you're thinking about the money of it, you know, that money aspect. Like I said, I'm a firm believer in the fact. Like, I had to have this conversation with a really good friend of mine where we talked about uh, Black Panther. And, and this is not a guy that is. Uh, uh, remotely racist or bigoted or anything else like that. And, you know, he was like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we broke down like, you know, why this stuff matters, why seeing somebody that looks like you on screen is, is, can be really important and transformative to certain people. And, yeah. you know, it, when you don't, when you haven't had to think about things that way, um, I think what ends up happening is, is that when you see that, that catering happen to other groups, I think most people's general reaction is, oh, that's cool, you know, whereas – but then you have this small sect of people that are, you know, really just should have been, you know, cum stains on a towel rather than people. And yeah, I'll be happy to say that because it's like – again, it's just – it comes down to whining. Like it's – not everything is about you. And the funny part about that is is that you go through your life, you learn that really fucking quickly if you've had any adversity thrown your way it's really apparent that, you know, not everything is about you. And it makes me question like how these people even came up and grew up and what they were around where everything has to be me, 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 me. And I say that as a guy who's an only fucking child. Like, I just don't understand that shit in the slightest.
1: Mm. No, no. I was an only child too. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's people that
2: haven't had to deal with oppression, uh, feeling like, Catering to a wider audience is oppression for them and their views, or, and it's not
1: or that or this is just like they're this is like this they are they don't have any other hobbies. This is but, like the yeah, one part like, of their they don't have perspective like, on the it's that it's,
5: world. The, it's that I think it's all of those things, and I also think it's it's identity. I mean, you see a lot of a lot of really, frankly, just the nasty culture that surrounds a lot of different types of fandom are all I think tied into. Um, people's idea of what their identity is and how it relates to the thing that they like. Like, you know, remember when, when like, uh, like, you know, all of us have like, for example, our, our views on things like mobile gaming and that gotcha bullshit and all of that stuff. But I, I don't think anybody on this website and on our podcast would be like, Oh, so you play mobile games? Well, you're not a real gamer. Like nobody's out there trying to have a dick measuring contest with anybody about that. But the people that do that are the ones that have their entire identity wrapped up in this thing, you know? Uh-huh. Um, like, cause like, like it's like thinking about that, like my wife plays games more than I do, but she plays a lot of them on mobile. You know, I would never, it would never be a kind of thing where I'd be like, huh, honey, you're not a true gamer. She'd be like, what the fuck? Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> and, it, and it's, and it's all about, it's all about those um, kind of like purity tests, you know? And, and it's, it's really weird. Because we're seeing that in like everything, right? Like, everything seems to be this weird ass purity test about whatever it is, whether it's politics, whether it's video games, comics, movies, whatever. It's like, are you fucking serious right now? Mm. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. And, it. and again, it's all tied into I think what the the representation people always having things catered to them, and then thinking when you know, well they're not catering to me, so fuck them, you know. Yeah. And on top of that, I think it's that those the the identity of it which is really, really crazy. And, you know, I think those same people are the ones that we were out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to draw with a really broad brush here, but I think some of those same people probably overlap with the same groups that are fucking screaming at healthcare workers, mm-hmm. uh, and, and screaming at places that, uh, and governors that don't want to open up their States because, you know, Karen wants to get her fucking roots touched up, <laughs> you know, like, or I need a fucking haircut. Like, Okay, so you know, people should die because you can't fucking wait. Like, fuck you. And again, it comes back to that catering thing and that, that, you know, this was always about me and now it's not anymore. You know, it's just a level of selfishness that I just, as I get older, really disgusts me with people in general.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like when uh, people get super mad at uh, public figures that don't care about comic movies, (laughs)
4: like they're
2: gatekeeping in a weird, stupid way. It's like, you fucking won! Comic book movies are the most popular movies in the entire world.
1: Yeah, they're like what was The it? majority what, what, of the top ten. You like guys, I, 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 yeah, I'm guessing because everybody freaking saw that video. Uh, that dude on YouTube who was bitching about the fact that Parasite won Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, like because um, because you know he's like, what right now is more relevant to our day than Joker? And I'm like. And then he basically describes uh, all the themes. It's like, this is, you know, what about the themes about Joker does not, you know, does not seem anything. He's naming literally all of the themes that are talked about and probably talked about better in Parasite. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, The funny part is, I haven't watched Joker. I'm sure it's a great film.
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
5: But I ended up just avoiding a good chunk of it and not wanting to see it because of that type of toxicity. That I know. No, no, no. Joker is
1: legitimately a good movie. No, it's I know just, it is, but there's it's just that there's parasite, like, on the other hand, is a masterpiece. Right.
5: But there's there's that section of that cross section of people that we were talking about where Joker is like there I identify with this. Mm, you know, yeah. and, and, and this is the guy like completely missing the fucking point.
0: Yeah. You mm-hmm. know so you don't wanna you don't want to support the movie because it would also support the fandom that's grown up around it.
5: Yeah, the fan, exactly. The fandom that's grown up around it and are are getting all of the wrong things from this.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, like, OK, guys, you really missed the fucking point. And like and it's the same thing. Like I'll see I saw something the other day where somebody had like a picture of it was like a yin yang and half of it was Harley Quinn's face. And the other half was the Joker's face. And it was like mad love. And it was like Joker beats the shit out of Harley
1: Quinn. Yeah, like they like the are like canonically relationship. In DC, ever. yeah, in DC canon, they are canonically not together anymore. Specifically right. because of that, yeah. she finally got too much got it too much time. She's like, screw you, you yeah. know. Poison Ivy's better, so I'm <laughs> right.
5: But it, it, it's like that leeching on again of like you guys just completely missed the point. So like, what what is it you're trying to say? Like that you're you're just both fucking crazy, or that like you love each other? Like there's much. I don't know, just and I guess you know you encounter that anytime you deal with pop culture anyway. Like you know, I always was a big fan of hearing people that played um, one at their weddings <laughs> by You Two. Like, man, you guys really missed the fucking point of that song. Wow,
2: you know, Are you saying um, like the people that play uh, Born in the USA? Yeah, like yeah, like, like, yeah they were doing those at, say, at say
5: at Ra Ra USA. Yeah, they were doing those at the rallies. Uh, there was one just the other day that where they were, I watched a video and they were playing Born in the USA outside of a fucking Capitol building that they were fucking protesting. And it was like, you guys, man. You might so want to look up the lyrics 30 songs, seconds guys. of this song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which I can understand that, but – you it's need like, to listen to the whole song before you start like, using
5: it. For like, the fuck you! We don't want to listen to the whole song. We like the chorus because it's informative and it tells the story of where I was born. We like, like the
2: you know. sample we get on iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus man. Yeah.
5: And it's just you know anyway we could we could talk fucking for years about that, but that is just one of those things that always is just again like I don't know I just don't I don't understand what's wrong with fucking making things where everybody's around like like one of the things that and this will be the last piece that i say one of the things that has killed me recently is um you know just in the midst of all of this uh you know panic around the pandemic is um like seeing people, and it's you know, Brandon. I know you know this because you I know you've been watching the news. But like seeing people in the state that Brandon and I live in, uh-huh. uh, crying about oppression and and all these other things, like they're taking away our freedoms. Like nobody, nobody said you can't go outside, man. Like is, so, yeah, what I've is,
1: been going what is your, outside pretty much every day, right?
5: Like so, what is the freedom that you're bitching about? The fact that you can't go to the mall, and it's it's like oh, I want to go buy a pack of bacon and I can't. Like well poor you like this is you know unfortunately with what's going on around the world and the fact that you know we don't really have any good leadership at the top like we we're stuck in this it's going to be like this for a while and the the funny part about this to me is that the same people that i see pulling this shit like i come from a military family and every one of my family members that's been in the military like these guys are pussies Like, Uh they're like, oh, so they had to stay indoors for five weeks and not really, though, could still go outside, just needed to just not be an asshole and be six, seven feet away and just try and take some precautions. And these guys are screaming about how, you know, this is the end of everything. It's the end of our freedoms. It's the end of this. And it goes back to that whole catering mentality about, like, how dare the world do something that is not all about
1: me?
4: Mm -hmm.
5: And, you know, I, I think at some point. In, in in video games, in comics, in uh movies and fuck, just in life, we are going to have to reckon with these people and why they feel that level of entitlement. Because I just that's something that, that really kind of freaks me out when I think about this stuff. Like, you know, they just opened up the you know, Georgia basically, and I remember what traffic was like when people were told to stay the fuck home
4: oh, and wow. what it's like now.
5: And it's like just being out there and seeing how many people – like I went to pick up food from a restaurant because we have been we've continued to try and do takeout um, to support the places that we've been going to for years. Yep.
1: My family has been doing the same thing. Yeah.
5: And I went to a restaurant and like they, they wouldn't let anybody in. They basically had like this giant plastic guard on the door. Mm. Um, and they they would open the guard and hand you your food. Um, yep. And so like seeing a lot of places take this seriously, like this is the stuff we're going to do that's contactless. You know, so we can be safe, and so you guys can be safe and It's like, okay, that's totally fine, but this is, place is right next door to a bar, and uh-huh. there were just people outside at one point, there was a group of about I think it was thirteen or fourteen people out there fucking hooting and hollering, hugging, kissing, doing all this shit, and it was just like you guys are going have nice things, <laughs> you guys are going to kill people hmm. and 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 again, it goes back to that whole thing of like they were like. I, I remember somebody walked by and even said something to him like, is this really necessary? And this fucking like lady was just like, it's our God given right to be out here.
4: Oh, oh, it is it.
5: Hmm. Okay. You know, it's just, it's that, it's that mentality of, you know, how dare you just not let me do what I want and focus everything on me. Hmm. And I, we're going to have to come to some sort of reckoning. I think especially in the, in the gaming industry, like, cause the stuff that happened to people like Anita Sarkeesian and folks like that, it's just uncalled for. You can have political disagreements. You can have uh, disagreements about viewpoints and, and everything else like that. But you know, and it seems like any time anybody just mentions anything to these people about being slightly different, they're getting death threats. Mm-hmm. And man, that's just, it's, it's not that serious. It's fucking pixels on a screen.
1: Yeah.
5: It's not your fucking identity. And if if that's the only thing that you have that is your identity. Man, you need to fucking do something about that. You need, need to, to get out. To
1: need to get out of the house, dude. Go go to a gym or something. Mm.
0: Yeah. But not uh, now,
1: because social distance. Yeah, I mean not now, but right. But later, you know. go into your backyard. Yeah. Go to a park or something. Backyard.
5: Yeah, run Give around joke, in but... circles. Yeah, you know, fucking try and burn this out of yourself. You mm-hmm.
2: know, like find a tree, put a chain around your neck in the tree, and just run until you can't do it anymore.
5: Yeah, like 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 we would do with an animal. Like but mm. but yeah,
1: I just I I'm really curious. Or if you live in a in a state that allows it, dude, just smoke light up a joint, dude. It's not that big a deal.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. Like do something. But yeah, I think at some point there's gonna have to be a reckoning with these types of people in general because um the funny part is is the money's not on their side. No. In mm-hmm. the slightest. They like to pretend that it is,
4: but it's
1: Yeah, not. they kinda have this idea that, you know, there's secretly this like it's like, you know, it, it, you know, we're still the foundation of all the gaming world, and just, you're it's, not. Just not true anymore. So. No. no. But we got to move on. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> uh, yeah, for uh, since Last of Us 2 is coming out in June, that would have also butted up against Ghost of Tsushima, which was supposed to come out in June, but has now yeah. been delayed to July. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Which was a smart move, probably. Yeah, July
0: just space it out 17th. a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be the end of June, but now it's been pushed to middle of July. But hey, they got uh, two big games coming out uh, in
1: t- almost a month.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. within a month of each other, and you know uh, things.
1: And then two months after are, that, you get them. uh yeah, and two months after that, you get Cyberpunk. So yeah.
2: oh. maybe we'll see. Maybe. Yeah.
1: No, it's there's, it, there's a lot of time gonna, Yeah, but they've been making pretty clear that. It's they haven't had to delay the game yeah. or anything because so, of we'll it. See. So still.
2: So.
1: Yeah. Listen, there's I mean, there's four
2: months until then. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking lot of time. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah this year, is sounding this almost year, as yeah. jaded as
3: me.
5: <laughs> if this year has taught anybody anything, is that four months is a long
4: fucking
2: time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? yes. yeah. So.
2: so despite the fact that March l- seemed like it lasted for a year and April's like two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, somehow time keeps going despite not feeling like it.
5: Yeah. Dude, every every day at work, man, like two or three days <laughs> go by and then it's like, man, last week was a hell of a month. And just like, one of the things that gets thrown around at my job regularly is, uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever watched fucking 30 Rock, but there's a there's a scene where Liz Lemon, uh, who, Tina Fey, is walking through the hallway and she passes by Jack Donaghy, who's played by Alec Baldwin, and she goes, man, hell of a week, and he looks at her and he goes, Lemon, it's Wednesday. <laughs> And, like, that's what life feels like right now. <laughs> I know. It mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
0: totally does. Mm. So.
3: Existential torment.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, also in July, uh, Deadly Premonition 2 is coming out on Switch on July 10th. Yep. Um, so,
2: if... Agent if, Francis York Morgan returns
0: yeah, mm-hmm. for another adventure. If you wanted a, another weird mystery kind of game, um, there you go.
1: That uh, first deadly premonition is an experience. It, it, it's something. uh <laughs> yeah. <say> that much. <laughs> you will either adore it or you will despise it. Mm. It yeah. is. There
0: is no middle ground with this game. Unfortunately, it's
2: no. Yeah. You know, seeing that game before I watched uh, Twin Peaks was like, holy shit! <laughs> oh yeah, this is that fucking town.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Spur- it, is it, here's the thing. He this. almost. It, c- we're actually kind of lucky that, you know, the the publishers got involved about midway through because it was almost a straight lift from Twin Peaks, like, oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. And they just said, hey, let's take Twin Peaks and make it anime as fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's what
2: we got. That game goes fucking places. Oh, yeah. Oh. Especially the final boss was like, hey, you like Hulk Hogan? What if he was a Tekken character? He's like Jin just goes fucking powers up like demon shit.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Like
2: all right, sure, whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that. I didn't know this was where
2: this was going to end when I was Twin Peaks like 50
0: hours ago. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we got uh, news from WWE. Their next uh, their 2020 game is WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it's uh, the WWE version of the NBA 2K playgrounds games.
0: So it's kind of more Uh, arcadey.
2: Um, yeah which people I I'm guessing people did not know what those games looked like cuz this is very much that same style but just wrestling. Hmm. And so people were like, "Oh, this looks like shit." I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, that's what uh people playing the basketball games have been saying. Yeah, it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh, these this has got like kind of big heads but not Big big heads, like yeah, that's that's what people have been playing for the last yeah. few years. Yeah, it's almost yeah, that's,
0: like WWE All Stars, but not quite as good looking. Um, yeah, that would be, uh, yeah, if, uh, go find track down a copy of that game because it's amazing. Uh, probably one of yeah. the last good arcade wrestling games that to come out. was like
2: a game made by actual fans of WWE.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: These don't. That used the that it used the um, uh, the TNA Impact engine, so mm-hmm. yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, this game will probably suck, uh, and It'll have uh, microtransactions out the ass, though. Yeah, that's what Two K likes to do. Yeah. So the uh, you could guess it's uh, we're gonna have to have a Vince McMahon wanted another game this year. So there you go. We're gonna have something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well,
5: wrestling he, is an essential service, guys.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, According apparently to the state of just, Florida, it is. Apparently, he, Vince McMahon just put the WWE up for sale. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Uh, we'll have to look into it, but what whatevs. Uh, I think
3: he just gives no fucks at this point. I, like he's a crazy old XFL man thing. yelling at
0: clouds at this point. I mean, there's there's, there's not really... Right. And he's a do. billionaire. So yeah. I mean,
5: it's like, you know, I don't anytime I ever think about these billionaires and shit, I always think about, I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched uh, Silicon Valley, but there's that one billionaire in the show and he owns a fucking, um, he's a guy who always says like, this guy fucks.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: But he owns like a, a like, a, I think it's like a tequila company. He calls it trace commas. <laughs> oh. And he fucking whines when he may have to go down to dose commas. And it's like, oh, so you went from being a billionaire to just having nine hundred and ninety nine million dollars. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. oh my god, eat all the dicks. Yes. Twice. <laughs> you know. And Vince McMahon falls definitely in that. Like yeah. you know, letting people go, doing all that shit, and it's just like you know, what if what if I won't have my billions of dollars?
0: Yeah. Well Whatever. he's he's really, you know, buddy buddy with our with your current president, so I guess you know, yeah, make, make of that what you will. Uh, we do have other actual gaming news though. Uh, Assassin's Creed mm. Valhalla was announced, and it, yep. it looks like yep. Assassin's Creed with Vikings.
1: Which yep. I mean, can't, can't not a bad people. formula. Can't
5: wait yep. to kill people. One of the things that, that I will—the only thing I'll say—because I know we've, we've wasted so much time—has anybody looked at the um, at the icon? Like you know how they always do like a you know, a version of the A from Assassin's Creed every time
4: mm-hmm. for every
5: one of the games? It looks badass because it's two fucking Celtic axes. That shit looks dope. Mm-hmm. Like the the whenever they do, like a lot a lot of their design in general uh is just is always really good. They nail that it. That shit looks
3: fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, but I what they do with the kind of the aesthetic of it is always
0: stellar yeah yeah it looks great but because it's an ubisoft game like i'm always worried that they're gonna ubisoft it and yeah that's always the the fear you know Mm -hmm. microtransactions up the wazoo well you know
5: yeah you know they'll be in there but i part of me really wonders like breakpoint really freaked them the fuck out yeah, you know, like to where they pushed everything back. Like normally, we would see um, Assassin's Creed launch uh, typically in August or, uh, or, excuse me, September or October, and even now they're just saying like Holiday 2020. And I think you know part of that is obviously COVID related, but I think the other part of it is is that I don't think they're. I think Ubi for anything is not going to be releasing shit um, that that they just feel is you know not where it needs to be because Breakpoint really fucked them. Hmm. It really did, and Breakpoint's big deal was that there was just too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and the you know the patch that they just recently released, I went back and I played some of it, and it's that's what the game should have been when it launched. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, it's, and it's what six months later. Yeah,
2: Too a little too so, late, you know. Yep. Yeah. And so they've, they've been there. more on the ball with Assassin's Creed though. Hmm. I think uh, I
5: feel like they lost the plot there for a while, and they got their mojo back. Yeah,
2: once they got to Assassin's Creed Three, it was like them being so far up their ass as far as the story stuff.
5: Yeah, 3 three uh, is actually what, what soured me on it, and I was a diehard. Like, fan could, uh, Pat can tell you, I was a diehard before that. And then, like, the fact that I just, like, had to push myself through 3, I was like, I can't fucking do this again. So, yeah, I skipped and, almost everyone after that. I'd still pick them up, try and play them a little bit, and I'm like, this sucks.
2: Yeah. Black Flag was pretty cool, as far as, like, getting back to the,
4: yeah. the plot.
2: Uh, and then they did Unity, and that was not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, then they Syndicate did was Syndicate. supposedly better. Yeah. Uh, but I... I was not bothering with the the series at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then they put out Origins and Odyssey and it's like, "Oh, these are at nice, least interesting ways to take the series even if they're just doing the open world loot game kind of thing."
4: Yeah. But
2: at least like the the story and the 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 gameplay with Odyssey is really well done. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. that continues on here.
5: Yeah, and hopefully they just make it smaller.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh let's see. You are going to play as a uh, female or male Ivor. Yep. Uh, leading your Norse people across the clan of Norse people across the uh, icy North Sea to flee Norway's endless war and dwindling resources. So I think will also be in England as well. Yep.
1: Because um, I'm pretty sure in that trailer you ended up running into some crusaders at some point. Yeah, yep. Yeah. where the, the main dude is like
2: trying to fuck them up and it's like, armor? What the fuck kind of chain-link armor is this? <laughs> And just fucking stabs him in the face with his uh, hidden blade. Uh, yeah. So the the interesting thing about this game is that it's being led by the guy that did uh, that led the teams on Black Flag and Origins, mm-hmm. and it is a 15 team uh, game. Oy. There's 14 support teams for this.
0: Yeah, that's that sounds like an Ubisoft game.
5: Yep. <laughs> That's one of the things that I just I cannot fucking fathom how they can coordinate that many fucking teams. Like yeah. their their project managers have got to be like on fucking point.
2: Yeah, I think like, having them spread out so far, there's at least some studios that are online at the same time as others. So they can like more easily pass along information like what we're working on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and split things up and sync them in pretty easily.
0: Yeah, your however, however it must be insane.
5: Yeah, and however they're managing everything, like, I mean, it's got – holy shit. Like, yeah, I, I can't even fucking imagine. For as
2: much as that seems like a crazy thing, like, you don't hear too much about complaints of pay, no, they, crunch, and all that kind of stuff. No, they
5: seem to treat their people well. And I think actually it speaks to, to, to that point. That's the reason why, like, on this game they have, like, 14 or 15 teams because they – Ubi is not into that crunch culture shit. Um. And and, and you, know, you know what that that's obviously how they've they've decided to deal with it is like okay well we have to throw produce people this massive at it. game yeah. let's throw people at it. and the ironic part is not a lot of people not a lot of companies do that it's yeah. the people are the last thing that they want to fucking throw at it it's just oh we'll work harder you know so yeah, yeah. they deserve There's they deserve less a lot
2: people means less money at the
5: pay well for- so
3: many companies classify payroll as liability
4: mm-hmm.
5: yep
3: yeah.
5: yeah so the fact that they do that I they Ubi deserves a lot of credit for that yeah. shit.
2: Yeah. you can definitely to tell they're very much a European company versus uh, an American company.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a very different way of doing business in Europe. Because, I mean, you got, yeah, you, you have, uh, our man- mandates that you have to follow no. yeah,
2: mandated uh, vacation time. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Like we're like, what,
0: <laughs> it's like,
2: what are you well, talking about? You can do that the uh, thing Heritage
5: yeah, and it's, can it's, exist? Also something, it's also something that's absolutely built into you know American culture like I took this week off really to just have a staycation because I haven't had any time off since July of last year mm-hmm. and I feel bad about it like I feel like I'm leaving my team you're wondering and, how
2: many people are talking shit about you
5: yeah and, and I know it's not happening but it's just like that's what's built in you know to our culture and, and how we're fucking raised and it's all about you know be useful and fucking be able to fucking produce in the way that's expected of you and all of that, and if you're not producing you're probably not that valuable and it's like that's a horrible fucking thing to deal with and and you know i'm when I switched roles in my current company, you know my my old you know, the old group that I worked for was very much like that, where like if you left, nothing got done, and so when you came back like if you took a week off, guess what the week, the week you came back. You were putting in that extra time. You were putting in more time to make up for the fact that you were gone. My current team doesn't work like that, and it is it is bizarre. And I'm 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 having I'm having a little bit of trouble dealing with it. It's like what it, you, uh, mean, you guys actually did things while I was away. That's yeah, like what does not compute. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, we kept everything moving, and you know, so like, and the people on my team are very much like, let's you know, we got each other's backs, and it just. So even my boss was like, You you need to take time off. And I'm like, Huh? So it's it's that's a very American thing, unfortunately.
2: Like, what's the catch? Yeah,
5: yeah what's the catch? What do you what do you,
2: yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> do I gotta help you hide a body later or something?
2: Yeah. So You yeah. need time to train somebody to take over? Yeah, exactly. Cheaper.
5: Are you just kicking me out because you don't want me to see my replacement?
0: <laughs> like is that what's going on? Mm. So <laughs> Alright, so uh, moving on, Google Stadia it's getting PUBG and EA games and I'm sure four or five people will actually care about this.
2: Yeah, so I think tied to the PUBG edition they added bots to that game on at least some platforms I think maybe consoles as well but to make up for the fact that like not many people are going to play it on Google Stadia. Uh,
4: <laughs> it's going to gonna play like shit on the, Google
2: Stadia. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so they have cross-play functionality. I'm not sure with what versions. Uh, maybe all of them. I don't know. But uh, that's free for Stadia Pro people. So if you just signed up for that two-month uh, trial, you can check it out.
0: Mm. I couldn't bring myself uh, to install Chrome, so I didn't. No, I'd rather fit yeah. a knife. Mm.
2: Uh, let's see. They also add... see. They have a Pioneer Edition. It's 40 bucks. includes a Survivor Pass, which is their Battle Pass stuff. A mm-hmm. uh, Standard Edition for 30 bucks. If you don't have Pro... I love uh, that EA's,
5: shit, Pioneer edition. Like, that just screams out, I paid more for this shit than I should have.
2: Yeah, the Pioneer <laughs> you know for a game that came out four years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, we are
5: doing it. We're bootstrapping up in this bitch. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, it's okay. Yeah, it's pioneer,
2: this new oh, way to play it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, EA's offerings <laughs> are coming later this year. They're going to have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the fall, Men and FIFA are coming this winter. Those are not going to uh, play well at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, five total games they got coming to Stadia. Uh, the remaining are unnamed. Will be coming next year, so maybe it's stuff they haven't announced yet. Uh, let's see. They added some new stuff to uh, Stadia Pro for free titles:
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Zombie Army Four, Steamworld Heist, and the Turing Test. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thumper, I believe, left as of the th- April thirtieth.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, so, at least Steamworld Heist is a really good game.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: If you want a two D XCOM. With uh, robots. let uh, see. First on Stadia titles, Krata, which is free on Stadia Pro this summer. Uh, Get Packed, which is out now, and Wave Break. I don't know when that one's coming, but Ember is coming May 21st uh, as Early Access. Uh, Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break. I didn't know there was a third game, but
4: uh,
2: it's out June 2nd. Octopath Traveler is also out now. On so stable. that's
3: something that would actually work.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's the thing. If I was if I was at the helm of this whole thing, I would just be loading up on turn-based RPGs and strategy games because those are the only things that would actually function competently on a service of this nature.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh Orcs Must Die 3 is coming this summer. Mm. Okay. Uh, so it's a tower defense game. Mm.
4: Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, so, so at stable. least I got some interesting stuff and actually talking about it.
0: Yeah, on. So, took along. a break for a little while there. Yeah, it still won't be around by next year, so we'll see about that. Yeah, um, I should do
2: a stream of that sometime.
0: Yeah,
2: try and see how that works. Yeah, so. Uh versus just doing uh, a local recording.
4: Yeah.
2: of that stuff. Though so I have to? I have to give them a payment that has money on it
4: yeah.
2: to verify that I can pay. If I stick around in two months, which is a weird thing for subscription services to do.
0: It's like Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: I, I get why, but it's also like, I don't want to keep with you. Mm. So don't make me have that much commitment to you.
0: Yeah.
3: Don't like that. They should have the, it's okay, I'm not going to stay option.
2: Yeah. Yeah. but Then everybody would click. I'm that, not going right? to stay, but maybe. Mm. Let's see what you got. Yeah.
5: It's like the equivalent of an ex that wants to like doesn't want you to leave. Like, come on, we can work this out. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: don't think Except so. before you get with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and then when you I do just, give them your, your payment info, good luck finding where the cancel button is. Yeah. Let's
2: do a stream of that. All right, I'm gonna sign up for this. Hit the timer. How long till I can get this off?
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyways. All right, so we're gonna move on to uh next story here. Uh Xbox Series X launch is apparently on schedule, although yeah. the games that you would probably want to play for it might not be. Yeah.
2: It's not surprising. Yeah. Mm. The games are the most fluid part of a
0: launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: I think what's going to be interesting about that is, is that if, you know, the games aren't available, which, you know, I, I don't know that I would expect that they would be for some of these. It's just, I think that Microsoft is in a unique position to where, you know, they've been pimping the fuck out of this, uh, this backwards compatibility for a long time. And so, you know, the, the, at least at that point, if you, you know, you put out a console and it's, you know, a, a basically a little bit early because the fucking games couldn't catch up, then at least you can say, well, you can play all your current shit and it's going to look a lot better. Hmm. You know, well, if it
3: has a, yeah. a backward compatibility list that puts the Xbox Ones to shame, then I could see it being a a thing that could get them through the quote unquote yeah, launch it's, window. It's
5: not going to be ideal, but it'd be better than uh, uh, better than like delaying the launch, essentially.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, like if the if the backward compatibility list is pretty much identical to what it was on the Xbox One, just delay the launch.
2: Yeah. 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 It's. I assume we're going to see like Assassin's Creed and NBA Two K and like those yearly, uh, and Call of Duty. Like those right will enough. be like the highlights
0: yeah, because they're probably not enough.
2: going to delay that stuff.
0: Yeah,
2: unless they absolutely have to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to it's going to be interesting. Yeah. See like what the what Microsoft games they'll have already.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure by this point uh, they'll probably will be a Forza game from uh, from turn ten because they've had a good deal of time to work on it at this point. Uh, yeah, I have finally
3: uh, been playing Seven, and oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It feels good to be playing Forza again. Yeah, uh,
5: I can't. I can't wait for him to fuck up Forza Horizon Five. <laughs> well, well, well,
0: that'll be in like three years. Yeah, because got a not, while. Because the next uh, the next Forza game is supposed to be a main line. So it's supposed to be eight, right? Yeah, Forza Eight, or maybe they throw us a curveball and they do something else. Forza so, Infinite. Yeah, we might find out in uh, on Thursday because inside Xbox is going to be doing a reveal of some games. So yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. see maybe some of the games that will be delayed for the, it'll be
2: interesting to see how these games are shown because the, the improvements you're going to get out of these boxes is, you know, better 4k HDR ray tracing. And like, how are you going to show that on 10 p streams?
0: Yeah. Well, the, it's going to
2: be tough to show the games are going
3: to have to stand up on their gameplay then.
2: Yeah. yeah. Cause like also also like the load times and that kind of stuff is also the, some of the key differences from what you're getting now. Mm. It's like that's gonna be hard to show unless you have, like, if you show like an NBA 2K21 demo where you go click play and then boom you're in the game, like that kind of thing. I mean that would be show people like wait I don't have to sit here and watch a fucking stupid video in Mm a quiz, (laughs) then what uh, while I'm waiting for this to load?
4: Mm.
2: What? (laughs) I can just play the game in like ten seconds.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So we're going to see uh, yeah. how that goes. And I- I'm kind of wondering, like, uh, if you remember back when the PS4 launched uh, and how long Resogun carried that system? Oh, my of, God. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be that same sort of situation where there's... That is a, still a fantastic game, too. Yeah, yeah, where there's yeah. going to be one, like, standout indie title that just carries the, the system for a couple of months until other games show up. But, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Uh, Nintendo's not doing a uh, Nintendo Direct this month, because... Next month? Home. June. June. For June. Oh, they've already... And
2: no, like, E3 replacement Direct. Yeah. Uh, at least in June. Yeah. Because they'll see one this month. If you want to, say so they're going to be contrarian about it, the way they announced this stuff, but uh, I don't know. Nintendo seems like they're having some uh, some delay stuff related to getting everybody working at home. Yeah. That makes a a a big video of trailers uh, a bit more daunting than it normally is. Yeah, which just weird, but
0: okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't film on location and stuff anymore, so it's like you yeah. basically have a bunch of people in their like in their basements or bedrooms or whatever. and that I'm guessing that's a little bit below what Nintendo would consider for their you know production. Yeah, they don't want to. Go Depending there, if
2: right. people have that stuff too. Yeah. So Japan's having their own weird fight with coronavirus.
0: Yeah. And also webcams, um, there's kind of a shortage of those. Um, yeah. Of all things. But I guess I, I can understand that everybody working at home from video conferencing yeah. is kind of a thing. So.
2: People need to learn how to fix the, the focus and zoom on their stuff, not just show the entire screen. Yeah. And You get some newscasters like doing their thing and their cats up on the behind them just going to town on their asshole while they're on live TV. <laughs> and like oh I got you, I, mean, I guess good job, cat. <laughs> you show this guy what's
0: up. Zoom bombing. That's that's a thing. Uh so uh Jeff Keely has the announced the Summer Games Fest. Uh so basically showing off what they're gonna be doing over there.
2: Yeah, um, they are starting this from May to August twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, four months where they're gonna have news, uh, events, uh, some playable demos, and, uh, probably some streams from various publishers, which they announced their, uh, their, the, the studios they have on board, which is, uh, 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extremes, uh, EA, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, Private Division, Right games, Steam and Warner Brothers.
0: And the Eight and uh sorry. And Jeff Keighley just ate E3's lunch.
2: Yeah. That's
0: I don't know, that's a long time to be spreading
3: it out. It almost feels like, okay, we're gonna have a normal summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although I don't know, it's like it, it it just seems like uh this coordinated kind kind of effort. Uh, seems directly aimed at what ESA was kind was trying to do. It's kind of. Well, it seemed like to the
3: it. ESA wanted to still
0: get it done in the same week. Yeah, in in one week. Which I mean, let, let's face it. For us, it's great. Uh, but it's also pretty crappy because there's no way we could possibly see everything. Um. Yeah. If you have a nice and you're big event, all like these this,
2: companies that are working from home now, like you yeah. got to get your stuff done by this time. Yeah. Uh it seems to at least give them leeway to spread things out a bit mm. so that not everybody has to step on each other's toes
4: Yeah, I mean uh, so. in a
2: way. But yeah, they're still going to do some uh, special special events. Like they're going to have a steam game festival uh, going from June 9th to 14th uh, with uh, maybe other platforms getting involved uh, at some point, but they don't have any details on that just yet. Yeah. Uh, See, they're going to learn more details about Microsoft's participation next week. I guess maybe as part of the, the inside Xbox they're doing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, let's see, they're going to have streams across Facebook, Mixer, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and various other places. Uh, Jeff's going to host pre and post shows for these publisher events. Uh, they're also partnering with IMA Bit to produce a showcase event to highlight upcoming games. And it's going to lead up to Gamescom Opening Night Live on August 24th. Uh, which will do even more stuff.
0: Yeah, and hmm. there won't be any shortage of uh, you know news content for us to uh, consume during that time, at least. So,
4: yeah, hey,
0: we got that going for us. Um, yeah, and finally, we'll wrap up with uh, some freebies. Uh, Ubisoft's giving away a trio: uh, Assassin's Creed yeah. 2, Child of Light, and uh, Revenant Legends or Origins Legends Legends. Yeah,
2: on uh, UPlay. Yeah. Which I've been noticing, companies are doing like these giveaway things and are, telling their emails like "last chance." Like this is the first day. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this stop trying to scare me here.
4: Mm.
2: Uh, but yeah, you can log in on their site or just in the uh, UPlay launcher and grab them. Mm-hmm. Uh, first through the fifth, so by Tuesday,
4: yeah,
2: is the last day for this for their what they're calling a play your part, play at home campaign. It's like the last week of it. Yeah. Now they already gave uh, away, that, as I've Street just been two. calling
3: it the industry wide, stay the fuck
0: home yeah. initiative. Yeah. And yeah.
2: they've been getting out some stuff for the past few weeks.
0: Yeah. They gave away Assassin's Creed two already. So I guess they're adding that in again. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't have the other two, so I might as well grab them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Unity was one they gave out fairly recently. I think ones I have here in my, so I was like 2, 3, Black Flag, Unity, uh, Chronicles China. Yeah, there's a decent amount of other stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's just been over the years, like uh, Splinter Cell, The Crew, Steve, like some of that stuff.
0: But, yeah, it's pretty cool. Free games. Hey, we like those. Yeah. Yeah. Combine that with uh, stuff that Epic does every week and, you know, I mean, you you could very literally, if you're a PC gamer, not spend any money and still have a whole lot of stuff to play. So.
2: I don't know if you've seen what Epic's doing for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, what's that? They're requiring you to have 2FA enabled on your account to get the free games.
0: Oh, well, that's okay. I already did. So
2: <laughs> Trying to force people into that stuff. Yeah. Because uh, Fortnite seems to be one of the core uh, reasons for that uh, Nintendo reach yeah because people are getting into these accounts to buy fee bucks mm.
0: shocking to launder uh, the accounts
2: or whatever they're doing
0: uh, epic also counts a uh a steam card a steam guard kind of uh you know confirmation email that they send you as part of 2fa so yeah if you want to just do that lowest common denominator you can still you can do that yeah it still, it still counts so um, i think that's what i kind of prefer is the emails yeah Versus the the texting or
2: the, the app stuff.
0: Yeah. Which is good so cause weird cause I shit can't I can have use that because I don't have a phone.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because so. uh, like when I got my most recent phone, like I didn't have access to the app or whatever. Hmm. So I don't think I had an account for like Authy or whatever. I was like, oh, cool. I can't get into any of this stuff anymore. Hmm. Uh, I had to figure out a way to kind of spoof it through like a PC version of the app. Hmm. And get back into some things that needed yeah. it.
0: Yeah, so uh, there we go. I think uh, we're going to wrap it up, and just in time, it's uh, getting a little. Uh, uh, yeah, my voice is about to die. So there. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the show, you can uh, do so at anchor.fm slash Day Zero Update. Uh, yeah, that's still the URL. Uh, you can also check us out at smashpad.com where we've got our written stuff, uh, you know, Resident Evil 3 reviews up there, Streets of Rage 4 review up there, bunch of stuff. So, check that out as well. Uh, so
4: for, uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Chris Ologi, and Lee Lamb, I'm Filippo D'Anolfo, and we'll see you next week.